Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today, birthday boy, birthday man, I should say, Mr. Big Sexy and Sex, or how are you? I'm shit, I'm old. <laughs> but I'm doing all right. <laughs> I mean, happy birthday, man. Thank you, thank you. Any big plans for uh, birthday celebration? Uh, do what I did last year. We're going to go down to uh, San Francisco and try out another Michelin restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh, finish it off with the stop at the local masseuse, maybe? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would just get me in trouble. <laughs> well, why would it get you in trouble? <laughs> you know, when a person is trying to be an aspiring uh, member of the judiciary, can't be out getting yeah. happy endings. Well, I wasn't saying anything about happy endings, but you know, I should say that. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to fall in that scandal. They just had a huge takedown here in Seattle. It's like they closed, or they say they rescued like twenty six women or something. Oh shit! Shut down like eleven massage parlors around the city. Nasty business. All right. Anyway, uh, Mister Q Storm, sir, how are you? I'm good, but I just got uh, a. Uh, a copy of the latest LWAG ad that I placed in a, a newspaper or like a publication. Mm-hmm. And can someone tell me why they thought it was a good idea to put my ad, it's a half page ad, and above my ad is an ad for funeral homes? Man, what kind of paper was this? About you. This was, uh, it's the Delaware, you know, it's like one of those papers that you on your street corner or something like they're having the um like the a penny thing. saver something like that something like that yeah similar to that okay. i got i'm gonna call him up like what the whose idea was that that's where you're advertising you it's a penny yeah okay. is that is that bad? <laughs> just messing with you. <clears throat> i had another i had another call. Let, me, let me ask you guys real quick what you think about this i had a guy call me saying he wanted to have me advertise i don't know if they have this out west i assume they do where you're in the grocery line and they have the TVs there, and when you when you get close to the TV, it starts to play, you know, advertisements stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. The TVs at the grocery line. Yeah, I never seen. That. Oh yeah, I've seen those. It's kind of similar to like the gas station. Once you pull the really? the pump out, it, the mm-hmm. TV starts playing. They don't got that out here yet. <clears throat> at least I haven't seen it. That, that's a cool. And idea. I, asked them, I said, "How much does it cost?" Well, I have to come out and talk to you about that. I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay." I see gang when I, I know gang when I see it. I'm very curious what that video would look like. Would that would you be in it shooting? Or That's you... another question. I'm like, I would have to think. What does that? What does a commercial like that look like? <laughs> <laughs> you show like a clips of our alt rally sh- charlatan, and then you, better, you ready? Are you ready? They're coming. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wag has Trump's face in the background. Oh Ghost lord. Out. Oh my God! Here we go. Before we go down that triggered road, uh, Quentin, sir, how are you? I am great, sir. How about yourself? Doing good, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Happy to be here. All Happy to be here. All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Ant Pooh. Hey, how's it going, guys? Really? Yeah. Is, is that I'm what a... we're doing? Smacking on chicken wings? No, no. I'm snacking on the black-owned rat snacks. The Migos flavored. Uh, Are they sour, tasty? Sour cream with a dab of ranch. Ranch, ranch, ranch. Supporting black did you businesses. Say, did exactly. you say rat snacks or rap snacks? Hilarious. <laughs> Is this how we do black businesses? 
I just want to make sure I understand. <laughs> Negro, promote- you know the name. Stop it. <laughs> Ones that promote mumble rap. Yeah, we do black businesses that way, yeah. Well, man, salute to uh, Rap Snacks. Uh, hey, you know. Well, now, now, for those listening, and why why are we going into that? Uh, for those who who listen or who uh, pay attention to our Discord uh, chat, I'll start putting the Discord link in the show notes because it's a public thing, so any of the listeners can jump in there. But we can kind of be going back and forth about rap snacks in the chat. <clears throat> So yeah, I didn't know you went out. Well, I guess you did post a picture that you went nah, out and bought something. I uh, yesterday, uh, you know, it's Friday, so I went and got the family some fish. And I don't know. I guess this fish market is kind of crooked. They like cash only. Anytime they want cash only, they doing something crooked with the books. So I had to go across the street to the liquor store, go to the ATM machine, and right there on the uh, the, the shelf was wrap snacks. I was like, oh snap! I didn't know they was selling them out here. So you know, being that I want to see a healthy, thriving black economy and build up the black infrastructure. I supported the black owned business. <laughs> I, I ain't mad at you. I love how you emphasized it, man. I ain't mad. He at does you. emphasize it. <laughs> I'm not mad. All right, let's get off the rap snacks. And uh, we're gonna start off with the movie review. Of course the big movie this week is uh, Marvel's Captain Marvel. And man, I think this may be one of the rare occasions where uh, Big Sexy, you saw Captain Marvel? Did you see that? Yes, I did. So, man, I'm going to let you actually give your review first. What did you think of the movie? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, first, of, first of all, I have to agree with Anthony uh, from a construction and timeline standpoint. This could have been done, you know, anywhere, you know, because it essentially tells her story before we get into it with uh, that last little cameo or last little uh, mention of her in Infinity War. Having said that, and I do know the story of Captain Marvel, and I also know the story of Ms. Marvel, who is now Captain Marvel, there were a few things that they took liberties with in the book. A lot of people were under the impression, and I got caught up myself, that the Kree are good guys. No, they are not. You know, in the book, Captain Marvel was a Kree captain, found out they were foul, and they kicked him out. Same thing. Squirrels are not good people. Don't let that, let's not, anyone, let's not get twisted on that. And the only reason Earth is involved, book-wise, is they were beefing over Earth as a territory to colonize. That's it. They don't give a shit about Earth, neither one of them. Uh, I like how they set up the Skrulls for a possible secret invasion storyline down the line. Uh, I like the shout out <clears throat> to young Monica Rambo, who we all know grow up, grows up to be yet another Captain Marvel, AKA Photon. Um, I thought the cat was cool. I didn't like the cat when he scratched Nick's eye. Cause that's just like, that is not how Nick loses an eye, but I'm nitpicking. Uh, one thing you said, Mike, in, in the chat was that she was overpowered. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I mean, she's clearly a heavy hitter, but again, if she's taking the power set from you know Captain Marvel, yeah, she is a heavy hitter. Uh, they did do one gender swap. They had Annette Benning playing the Marvel role, but you know, it wasn't anything hurtful. It wasn't anything that really 
impacted the story. Uh, Clark so that was a, that is a male character, right? I, I wasn't yes. sure about that. Oh yes, that's the well, Captain Marvel. Mar- Marvel, yeah, who who died from a uh, cancer. Who had the blonde hair? And, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Clark Gregg made an appearance, obviously, because the guy's everywhere in Marvel Universe. I thought it was a good story. I enjoyed it. I I thought a, a, it. Was, I take it back. It was a little bit too powerful at one point when she grabbed the accuser's warhead and threw it back and took them all out. Come on now. No, no. And another thing. No, not Captain Marvel originally or as now in the books can stand up to a group of accusers. No way. Ronan himself will fight her to a standstill. So she's going to come up and show down a whole group of accusers. That's some bullshit. That's bullshit. Uh, Supreme Intelligence, not a nice person or entity, whatever you want to call it. He, he is diabolical. He's foul. Um, but I, you know, I joined the action. It moved along nicely. I have no complaints with it. I mean, it was, it's not Civil War, but it damn sure ain't Ant-Man and the Wasp either. I think they did okay with it. Interesting. All right. Uh, Q Storm, what did you think of the movie? <clears throat> well, I put out my review. I gave it uh, two and a half stars. Um, I could break it down in the short version. I could break it down in three acts. First act, I felt nothing. I, I was trying to fight sleep uh, during the first act because it's something that I just have a problem with with so many blockbuster films or superhero films and that is that there's no attention to character development anymore. It's just, now I know, and I'm not going to spoil anything, I know what they were trying to do because in the middle act, we do see that development. Uh, we do get a reveal from um, Carol Danvers. But at the beginning, <clears throat> we start off with her injured on, uh, it's a beach or a desert or something. And not too many scenes after that, she's off on a mission with the Kree. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't know any of these people. So all this action is meaningless to me. There's nothing that I care about because I don't know who I'm dealing with. The middle act I thought was great. <clears throat> when um, she's not even in costume, but she's wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt and a flannel shirt because they, they really hammer home in this movie that it's in the 90s. That got kind of on my nerves. But um, where she and uh, a young... Nick Fury, and kudos to the CG on this uh, film. When they infiltrate a S.H.I.E.L.D. stronghold, that to me was the best part of the film. I was more interested in that. And then they meet uh, <clears throat> Maria Rambeau. Uh, that, that actress, she, she didn't look like she was all that ready to be in a, in a primetime or blockbuster film. But she was perfunctory. She, she got it done. I like that whole middle part. Then the end part, I'm kind of with you and with Big Sexy, what you've touched on. It's just... You know, let's wrap this up. We know, you know, I guess I'm spoiling a little bit, but she's just as able to come in and whoop everybody's ass. And she has a come to God moment. She has that, you know, Mike, what you said about Dark Knight Rises, how Batman just comes back and all of a sudden he can whoop ass. Rocky strong now. (laughs) That's what she does at the end of this movie. And that scene, the big sexy just pointed out, which I wish I could have remembered to put in my review, where she takes one rocket and throws it back, and of course it blows up all of the rockets. It was bullshit. And the biggest problem throughout the movie was, um, even though I thought Samuel L. Jackson, he probably, this was probably his best outing 
as Nick Fury, for me at least, outside of maybe Winter Soldier. Mm. Brie Larson was, she was flat. And I don't mean in a body double sort of way. I mean, really cute. Very little emotion. Uh, she didn't, I don't know, she just wasn't very charming at all. I'm not saying that she needed to smile like they're saying, oh, you want women to smile all the time. I just mean she didn't evoke anything with you know in terms of a character to me. She was I just uh, disagree with that. Well, I, most of the time she was stern face. I counted one time where I saw any kind of look on her face that wasn't ninety percent of the film, and that's when she's sitting in the car with Nick Fury, and she actually smiles or acts like she has some human, you know, emotion. Um, so yeah, I, I did not. I thought Gal Gadot as much as I went in on her for Wonder Woman. She killed one. She she made Brie Larson look like nothing in in terms of leading a film, the, uh, a female-driven superhero movie. Gal Gadot killed it as compared to what uh, Brie Larson did. So that's my sh- that's my short take. All right, uh, Quentin, did you see the movie? I was unable to get to the theater during the week, but I do plan on seeing it tomorrow. Okay. I'm curious to see how. I believe it takes place in Los Angeles during the '90s, right? 95, I believe. Okay. Okay. I was around 15 at that time. So I want to see how the, I know, (laughs) I want to see how the city is portrayed and uh, just see how this character is portrayed. Lower your expectations. (laughs) You're going to be so mad because when the, when the, uh, when the chase scene happens and where Mm -hmm. it ends, you're going to be like, that's bullshit. Ain't no way in the world you got from LAX to downtown in five minutes. Stop it. (laughs) Does the Slauson Swap meet make a cameo? I wish. Okay, but see, this is why we can't be great. Look at you. That's right? a question. <laughs> <laughs> if only you did. Uh, now, what was that called? Saucer Swap? What is Swap me. Oh, Slauson. Okay. Now, I know uh, Ampu, he's given us a review of, a couple weeks ago. So here's here's my take on this movie. Uh, I pretty much agree with most of everything Q said. Uh, this movie was, to me, I mean, a lot of these Marvel movies are just okay to me. The ones that are great are super great. Like, you know, the last movie they dropped was super great. You know, uh, Infinity War. I still watch that from time to time. It's a fantastic movie. Black Panther was a fantastic movie. Even though I have issues with Thor Ragnarok, I've seen it a couple times. There's no way in hell I'll watch this movie again. Uh, I'm curious to why Marvel would actually put this movie out like this, in my opinion. Maybe they just feel like, I mean, we're winning. We're going to win regardless. I know they know this movie ain't that good compared to the other stuff that they've done recently. Uh, To me, this movie, I would put this movie up there with um, Green Lantern. Oh, Uh, I, 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 I would. I, I would no, <laughs> considering wow. it's coming from Marvel, I would put it up there because to me, there's no way in hell you can have dope ass movies. The last few movies you had, and then you come out with this. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like this, uh, this movie is an L to me. It's not that good. Mm. Um, I don't. To me, this movie is the prequels. I look at it as I looked at the Star Wars prequels. Now, the only thing is, at the time, I was so drinking the juice of Star Wars that I, I convinced myself that Phantom Menace was dope when it first came out. That movie's trash. 
It's un <laughs> it's unnecessary, right? It try to check all the little boxes that answers questions that we really don't need answered from previous movies. This movie is built on that. There's and and hey, okay, let's show how this happened. Check. How did he get his eye? Check. Why wasn't she around? Uh, it's unnecessary. We don't need to know that. Let me know the character first. It's almost as if they created this character that, and Big Sexy can correct me if I'm wrong, that probably ain't nobody reading in the books no way. It's not that popular of a character. Do they keep rebooting this character? I'm, I don't even read it, but it would seem to me like they seem to keep redoing yeah, it so over. I think they do. I think Right. Yep. So taking a character that ain't really popping, but they were like, okay, we've got to have our female-led movie. You saw Wonder Woman came in there and, you know, oh, shit, we got to... Let's just throw this character in here. She's going to play a role in Endgame, so we have to introduce her somehow. So let's just go... Let's pull the Star Wars prequel and do a prequel movie and then just make the story basically connect all the dots. You know, it's almost like um, they're cheating to make her be so that when she shows up in Endgame, you don't be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and to well, me, that's how it plays. Like, it's not an organic type of movie. Like, it's almost like we don't know nothing about this character. To me, she's overpowered. Like, Superman. I was like, well, okay, when, is she in danger? Like, what? She seems to never be in no danger. She's just whipping ass. And I'm like, okay. But why do I care? Like, I don't know anything about her. She's not like the other characters to me. She doesn't have anything that I can relate to, per se. It's just like they're just sort of forcing it, and I'm just supposed to accept it. Well, here's Sam Jackson's here. Coulson, uh, this is why this happened. I don't, I don't really like movies or stories when they do that because it's not necessary to do that. It's not really good storytelling. And I already know the answers to everything anyway, and all you're just providing me is a little bit. Well, here's... Here's how Jar Jar did this. You know, the cat was Jar Jar, essentially. Wow. The cat was Jar Jar. Keep it 1,000. You know, yeah, but, but he's not too wrong about that, the though. The cat I was Jar Jar. He was just there. Wow. Oh, he's so cute. And, and oh, he's going to do this. But what does that have to do with anything? Like, nothing. Oh, he swallowed the Tesseract. <laughs> and then oh, I think. Oh, wait, now. Quentin hasn't seen it yet. You, you oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And at, at this rate, I don't know if I will. It, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to spoil it. The, the end credit is, is essentially just Jar Jar farting out some, <laughs> farting a lightsaber out or something. Like, I, I did like that. I, as a cat, as a cat. See, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you I would. Like That's why he's there as a cat lover. Oh, but that ain't story. I mean, I don't. I don't want to see that. Like, that's like, eh, okay. You can put cute stuff. Have Ewok. They, Ewoks. It's an Ewok. Oh, the little bears. and eh. So to me, it was just like, I didn't understand what Marvel was doing. Uh, we love to always bring up the directors in these movies and hold them to task. They should never be. The, listen, I don't know why anybody mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it. Anna, Anna Bodine and Ryan Fleck have no reason to be directing an action superhero movie. Let me state that again. An action superhero. What, were the, what was the action? What was the dope action? At? There was, well, I, there, there was I, none, really. I thought the middle part was interesting. I mean, I would say they could direct a like a, a cop movie because that's what I felt like in the they middle part. They can't even that do that. They, they directed three or four different 
mashups and they didn't excel in any of them. And again, looking at their track record, I don't understand how they was able, who, who why, why were they directing this? The movies that they've directed, I ain't never heard of, first of all, let alone seen. I would imagine most of us in this room ain't heard of them either. Ain't never heard. There's a reason why they're not mentioning their names. You know what I mean? Oh, everyone talked about uh, Ryan Coogler and the Russos. Who directed this? You don't know. You'd have to look it up. It was two people that directed this movie. It was trash. They don't, I don't have like directing teams as a rule. They myself. don't have no action background, right? They, they, it took three people to write it. Yeah, they don't have no uh, action movie background. Their movies seem to be like almost art house or these movies we ain't never heard of that have these big, big actors in them. But, you know, Half Nelson, Sugar, Children of Invention is kind of a funny story. Mississippi Grind, Captain Marvel. Huh? Half Nelson, Nelson did make some moves, though. But would you expect him to be directing the action blockbuster superhero movie that would lead, well, I mean, lead, I, that would lead you into Endgame? I wouldn't have thought that uh, the Russos ever would have gotten a shot, given their pedigree. Right, but they, they delivered. She did, they didn't deliver here. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying I can't fault them for giving them a shot because they gave the Russos a but, shot. But, but, weren't you saying they shouldn't have Ryan, Ryan Coogler shouldn't have directed I said I wasn't sure if Ryan Coogler, the movies I'd seen of his, I didn't get a sense that he would be the one to direct uh, Black Panther. Right. So I'm saying the same thing here. I'm I'm just having (laughs) your same energy. That's all I'm saying. So what I'm saying is, to me, Marvel, this was just a this was a misstep. It's not the end of end times or nothing. But I just didn't think that this movie was fun. I was falling asleep at this movie. It was kind of corny. Uh, Sam Jackson I love Sam Jackson I think Q mentioned it offline but I'm going to say it here he was kind of magical negro a little bit when I actually think about I'm going to put my conspiracy theory hat on for a second he actually is low key magical negro in all the movies but that's not well, I, I was talking about I was talking about Maria Rambo I thought she was the magical negro she, she was too uh, <laughs> I don't really again certain parts of it i kind of like the middle section a little bit where it was sam and her a little bit but even there's little things in it that was kind of like it didn't make any sense but i just kind of let it go i was like oh they were sitting in the, the bar or whatever and he's like how, how do i know you're not a scroll and she goes i was like huh you just destroyed the who so there was again this is a fantasy movie so you let it go but like so she just gets away with blasting something. Don't nobody else ask, like, what the hell is going on here? This, this is an alien or something. It just seemed like they just took, and this was before New York. This is before the Avengers. So I would think people would be kind of freaked out what was going on. It doesn't really explain S.H.I.E.L.D. like I thought it would. It was just like, oh, there's a S.H.I.E.L.D. here. Uh, the whole, I'm working on this initiative thing and then he looks and sees that her nickname was Avenger and then he calls it the Avengers initiative <laughs> fuck out of here man it just occurred to me that was Why corny that was corny that? Yeah. what'd you say that's corny I'm as hell. Curious why you're mad. I cause, mean, cause it's corny like 
So so we're just so she don't earn the Avenger tag. She was just happened to be it. That was the again. You didn't have to put that in there. It, it, but they're trying to tie it all together. So this is why they're called the Avengers. It wasn't Coulson. It was her. She just happened to have a nickname. Actually, it was, it was the Wasp who came up with the name. Well, she wasn't in the movie. So. But I'm talking about the movie. Okay. So in the movie, it was just a happenstance. He just happened to look at a picture late in the movie. And oh, that's why they're called the Avengers. Ah. Who's writing this? Like, stop it, Marvel. You're way better than this. It, it, you're, you're, you're pulling a prequel, shoddy Lucas prequel stuff. You don't need to do that. First of all, you don't need to do that. So I just thought that the movie was cheap, man. It was just like, it's trying to tie up every little loose, these little loose ends that are unnecessary to do. You should just be focused on introducing this character so that we care about her when we see her in the next movie. I just don't think that they actually really did that. Uh, and again, I don't think it was as, I thought it was a bland movie. Uh, you, you have movies like Guardians of the Galaxy that look dope as hell. You had uh, Captain America, the first, first Avenger, which is not as good as the other movies, but it, it at least looked stylistically like it was on, you know, it took place in the time that it took place. And it kind of felt like that Rocketeer dude who directed it, he put a, you know, he had a stamp on the movie. This movie has no stamp on it. It was just like a bland movie. It's some parts is an outer space. They didn't really nail that. The parts on Earth, they didn't nail that. It's supposed to be a nostalgia movie. The musical selection and play was whack. Those songs that they played didn't have no impact or they seemed corny. What, what was the point of playing Waterfalls? <laughs> To remind you, it was 1995. Yeah, but that's it, about it. But it didn't even hard. It barely did that. Like it was just like, okay, I know this song. This song is more popular than this movie. I was like, huh? oh wow, what, what are you doing? And then it's supposed to be in the 90s. Where did they really like play that? It was like they forced tried to play it. It wasn't like you really felt like it was in the 90s. I didn't. That, really, it was, that, the, that wasn't as bad as when they played No Doubt though. During the that was corny, and that was corny stupid <laughs> the, the nine inch nails t-shirt the most obvious they, they just went for the most low common denominator sort of things as opposed to like to me guardians of the galaxy when they played those songs in that first movie they meant it, it was like oh it set the tone for the scenes even though they're in outer space they played real world you know soul pop music that made that set the tone for the scenes. These music didn't set the tone for shit. It was just like somebody said, "Oh, just play that song right there." So, uh, but it don't feel like it matches. Ah, uh, so what? But, so you know, I, but, but let me just finish. So, it just to me, it just didn't. It didn't even nail the '90s type of thing. It was just the most obvious type of stuff. You know, side, the blockbuster part I thought was cool, and then she looked at the right stuff video. I was like, oh, okay. I, I I could see that was kind of sly, but everything else was just kind of too on the nose. You know, just like, oh, she's got the flannel. Okay, Nirvana. Okay. You know, they could have they could have went way. They could have made this movie a real nostalgia type movie and really made it play into that. Where You know what I mean? But I don't think they really did that. Uh, lastly, I will say, I, I, I think what Q said, I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with Brie Larson per se, but the way that her character is presented on screen, she didn't have no emotion. She didn't seem like a fully developed character to me. 
it was just like she was just either she was kind of badass and just seemed to know everything. The training stuff that they show, it doesn't, it, it was like, it was like you just took it for granted that she already knew everything, but you never really got to see her. In my opinion, you didn't see her character sort of learn nothing. It was just like, okay, just go ham on all your powers now. But she didn't really like come to any understanding. I, I, again, I, I just felt like it was an incomplete type of movie. It was unnecessary. The best part of the movie to me was the end game, uh, end credit. And I pray that the Russos show us the real Captain America, Captain Marvel. <laughs> and because normally when they have characters in their movies, they were always kick ass. Like they show the, the best versions of Cap. They show the best versions of these characters. So I hope when she is in their movie, we get a sense of, oh, now that was dope. But I didn't see nothing in this movie where I was like, oh, yo, that was tight. And there's nothing tight in this. Nothing that I ain't seen in the trailer. So to me, uh, they can do way better. They should have just went on ahead and gave Black Widow her movie. Uh, at least she's a yep. developed character. Uh, but in the words of Billy, uh, in terms of uh, between this and Wonder Woman, DC is squeezing you, kiddo. Better kick ass else. Because <laughs> this ain't it. This one wasn't it. That's all I got to say. I, I think for me, like I said it before, I think this is a it's, a it's a pretty good movie in my opinion. I think the fact that Marvel has put out Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ragnarok, at least for me, Black Panther, and Affinity War, it's like we've seen some top-notch A-plus films. So this film... This would have been, like I said, this would have been good in phase one. This probably would have been, this would have, you probably would have enjoyed this more if they had put this in the slot that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 went in as opposed to now. Because, like, ten, just uh, the story and how they produced the film, it just seems outdated compared to the, their recent work. So, yeah, you're right. Disney, not actually, I'm not going to say Disney, Marvel, y'all slipping. I enjoyed the the end credits scene, you know, because the Marvel way now seems to be ha have, having two, one that moves the story along and the other for humor. When they had the little doohickey that contacted Captain Marvel and she shows up, throughout the books, I'm going back to, God, 1978 when she started hanging with the Avengers She's a pretty heavy hitter. I wouldn't call her Superman level, but she's a heavy hitter. So the fact that um, Mike, I think you mentioned this in the um, in the chat, the fact that they didn't call on her during the first Avengers situation, I think it's a little different because he still had people to go to at that point. Now, you know, people are just dropping left and right. And he's like, we got a real problem here, and he called her in. Yeah, but yeah. see, I, I, real quick, I just want to say, the reason why they didn't call her in on the <laughs> New York is because that character, they wasn't going to do the movie back then. They had no idea they was going to do it. Their explanation to us now, after the fact, is doesn't make it, it's just corny to me. It's, it's Lucas in it to me. It's the same type of thing. Why didn't this character know that? Well, they didn't know it back then because there never was a consideration. That's why they didn't call her. So for them to try and come back now, their explanation was whack to me. Like it didn't really answer shit 
uh, this character is over. She, to me, is over. I'm just saying in this movie, what was her weakness? Did they ever explain what her weaknesses are? Actually, no. What, what, what in, when was she ever in danger in this movie? With the supreme intelligence. Okay. And, but she wasn't fighting them. So aside from that, everybody she fought, she beat their ass. Yeah. Well, they need her in the next film because no one in the Marvel Universe, I'm saying it, can stand up to Thanos physically. Well, no. actually, we did see Thor put a hammer through Thanos' chest. Now, like like if Thanos said, if he went for the head, it would have been a different story. So maybe he going to remember that. But I'm just saying, Thor looked like he could get with him. Uh, I don't know, man. They cut, but, they cut my man's hair in Thor and it got him looking a little wimpy. I don't know. Well, if, I guess, like, I'm just going to go by what Thanos said. Should have went for the head. <laughs> if you went for the head, it'd been a different story. But to back back to your your point, um, I was saying the same thing when I walked out of the the, the film. Like, okay, if Sam, if uh, Nick Fury knew how to get a hold of her, there's a fucking alien invasion. You don't think that's a good enough time to call her? But somebody tried to explain to me that <laughs> one, this wasn't a bit that big of a deal because they the Avengers handle it. I'm like, but. They didn't know that they from didn't know. <laughs> And then the other thing he said was, well, his, Nick Fury and his people know they can get a hold of Captain Marvel. But Nick Fury realizes we can't always rely on her, so let's create our own here. And I'm like, all right. Then he goes on to say that by calling her, calling her in, it kind of defeats the purpose of him trying to start the Avengers. So they'd be like, well, his people, especially since... Um, you have Hydra infiltrated, which Fury doesn't know, saying, okay, well, fine, we don't need the Avengers. We, you got Captain Marvel, and they're saying that they, that the reason why he didn't call was because then it would they would put the end on him trying to collect the Avengers. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're reaching there. Where, where, where's the cat now? That's a good point. <laughs> Another thing, somebody... Again, I talked to somebody else about it. They said the reason why that's so great is because that's what cats would do. They're a bunch of assholes. They'll love on you one moment, the next moment they're scratching you. But the, and that, I just that looked at them the like, question. So there's cats in outer space? Apparently. Fuck out of here. What do you, hey, I didn't write the thing. Wait, what do you mean cats in outer space? Because they found so, the cat in the shield building. So right? again, where does that alien, where does that alien come from? Walking around. Where does that alien come from? It's not a cat. That's what I wasn't sure. Was it an alien? That's what I hated about the third act. What the hell was that? Was it an alien? It was certainly wasn't a human it was cat. An alien, yes. Yeah, it wasn't a human cat. So why yeah, did it have Charles, this? Why did it have the shape of a human cat? I'd like to see a human cat. <laughs> but why did well, it that, look like that? That's a huge plot hole, or like a dangling plot line where did okay then where did this cat come i just assumed well maybe it got those abilities because it was exposed to something when they were messing around with it i don't know uh, well i mean you have to remember marvell was with the pegasus project so it we can make the leap that she brought it with her i'm glad you said that nice little shout out to them bringing in project pegasus into the marvel film universe now i like that that opens up a whole nother door they can go in there and play with. So, um, the Tesseract originally came from that lady, and then the cat had it? I'm trying to no, remember. 
Go ahead. Well, it was originally in somewhere in Europe where Red Skull got it. Oh, okay. The Red Skull was using it. It went down over the Atlantic Ocean. Now, my question is: Is so how, how did they? Fi- yeah. How did they find the Tesseract? But it took them what another decade to find Captain America. And yes, I know the Atlantic Ocean is huge, but it, they were all on the same ship. Like, come on. Well, they found the Tesseract in this movie. I'm sorry, Quentin. This <laughs> uh, <I, I, laughs> is too late. I That's okay. That 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 ship sailed, baby. It's all right. Um, but they found it was being used by Marvel's. It was being used as a power source by Marvel's light speed ship that the scrolls were trying to capture. Right. Yes. How did they find it? Because last thing in the first Avengers, it went down on the ship with Captain America in the Atlantic Ocean. Somehow they found it. Marvel was experimenting on it and took it up into space. And then the cat ate it, coughed it up, and then we didn't see it again until Avengers in. Was that in Arizona where they were experimenting on it? The cat ate it. <laughs> Sounds stupid as fuck. <laughs> I don't believe they did that. But anyway, that was their Martha, in my opinion. That was their Martha. That's okay. Oh, sorry. They, they earned it. You said there was their what? That was their Martha. If somebody, if you just legitimately, been the cat ate it. Like if it would have somebody told you that before the movie came out, you'd be like, man, get the fuck out. Marvel ain't doing no stupid shit like that. That's on some. That's on some Spider Man doing a deal with the devil reset everything. It just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but but they Wait, that was bullshit. Is that cat a character in any of the books? No. No. It was a hey man. I, I, now I guarantee you, there's a toy of that. A cat toy, really? They got a a small tree and a raccoon. That's the only reason. Well, Groot's been around since the '60s. I bet you that's the only reason. I'm just. It. I mean, I. It makes sense. It's pretty obvious now that you've told me, but I guess I just accepted that the cat was a real cat, and somehow it developed those tentacles. At first, because the supreme, the Kree supreme intelligence, isn't that thing in the books a blob with eyes and tentacles on it? Yeah, I thought it had something to do with that. I don't. I don't know. Well, the thing was, you got to remember, Talos the scroll. He was scared of it. So this was his first time to Earth. So yes, there has to be cat aliens out there. Well, maybe, he, maybe he caught an energy vibe off the cat, and you know saw the or felt the energy vibe. Said, "I know what this is. It ain't no damn cat. I know what it is." This is a Marvel movie, and we talking trying to explain a cat. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, and again, one more thing. I think, I mean, Marvel was slipping on this. Uh, I know they want to make it look like it was back in the day, but with Fury, Fury had already lost the eye when he joined Shield, so they are slipping again. And, and was, what? And, and what? That that's not like, canon to the MCU. You got to remember that. What well, well, other thing is his the way that uh, Fury was acting in this movie seems very different from how he is. He's very more hardcore. A lot not more jokey, cover. jokey. So I was thinking, were they going to show like what changed his demeanor? Because he's, but he still was on his. Eh, let me stop. Well, he was just an agent, like a low-level agent in this movie. Well, I know. That's so why I was wondering. Obviously, there must be still something that happens. So, so he went from, hey, boss, to, you know, what he is now. Now here's the other thing. <laughs> what was the point of having Agent Coulson in this? <laughs> he's got none. 
Agent Coulson served no purpose to be in this film. Not at all. Well, the purpose they serve is that he wasn't really the inspiration for the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you know, Mike, you said something. For, I, I, I want to say two things real quick. You, you brought on you brought up two things that I wish I had thought of to put in my review. First, the music. You're right. The music here was totally uninspired. Uh, the scene with waterfalls, they could have at least motivated it coming off the radio or something. They didn't even do that. Like, have someone turn the radio down so that and then the, the music would go down so that you know it's coming off the radio. They didn't even do that. The reason it works so well in uh, Gardens of the Galaxy, to your point, is that the music was tied back to the relationship between Peter Quill and his dad because he had that mixtape. That's why the music right. works so brilliantly in Guardians of the Galaxy. They didn't do anything like that here. It was just, let's put this track in here because it was in the 90s. I, in, in my review, I was half expecting Jerry Seinfeld or, some, or George Costanza to make a cameo in this movie because it was so beaten off, over the head with the 90s. I did like the scene with the computer disc, though, the CD-ROM. That, that was that. good. That was actually good. The other thing is, you you just made me realize the purpose of this movie. This whole movie was built around that first end credit scene. That's all this movie really was intended to do. Was to connect it with Endgame. You could, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, it's just connected. It just checked off the little, you know, it was a prequel to, to explain why they're, they're going to show it to you later. That's all. That's all it was. And everything else was like you said. Oh, this is why that happened. Oh, this is yeah. why that happened like with the eye patch. Oh, remember this? Uh, remember that? Oh, this is Colson. That's all this movie was. Now, they could make a, or they could have made a great S.H.I.E.L.D. movie with Sam, showing how the whole... I would I'd pay for that. Hydra thing came about and used Nick's actual origin and how Sam got in the or how Nick got in the S.H.I.E.L.D., but I think they kind of missed their opportunity with that. I actually think they missed the opportunity with the scrolls, man. And I loved yeah. the scrolls yeah. in this, but I they made them kind of good guys. And I'm like, how are you really going to do if, if they wanted to do? How would you do secret invasion? They don't seem to be a threat. They were like had families, and, and they were the good. <laughs> I was like, I was I was hoping they would leave it where it's like, is one of them actually the Avengers, or you know, going into the next movie or something? But it yeah. seemed like they eliminated that off the table like they're good guys why would they infiltrate anything we yeah, shall see I'm not buying scrolls as good guys so we shall see about that yeah because when I that's why I wanted Mark to see this because I was like I know he's going to be throwing all kind of furniture in that <laughs> <laughs> that's theater. why I said Mark you're going to hate it that's why only reason I said you'll hate it uh, no, and, the scrolls and, are not good guys Let's and the that. guy but I will one of the best parts of the movie was uh, the guy who Talos. played the what's his name Tom something Talos Ben Mendelsohn is the ben, actor. I thought he was great. Like, he was like, I was like, okay, this dude obviously knows what time it is. He's doing his thing. But I just thought everything else was like, you know. Eh. It, I'm not was, saying it's a horrible movie, let me be, be clear. But it's just not to the level that Marvel has my expectations at this point. They, You know what I mean? Like, their last few movies was gangbusters. I just thought this one was just like, ah, man, guys, guys are way better than this. See the the thing, the reason why like I I thought the film picked up when they got to Louisiana. I thought that whole scene was dope as hell, and I thought towards the end it really got good. But 
it kind of I was I kept waiting based on my expectations of who the scrolls were. I kept waiting. Okay, when are they gonna flip? Yeah. When are they gonna double cross him? When is it gonna happen? Because I'm like the scrolls are supposed to be bad. I remember that from the Fantastic Four. And then when it never happened, I was I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, what the hell's going on here? So and, then, and when I left the theater, I was like. Okay, they on their uh, last Jedi, <laughs> subverting all your experiences. <laughs> you thought Secret Invasion was happening? Nah. You thought there was some cool story behind Nick Fury getting his eye out? Nah. So I was like, this is going to be very divisive by comic book purists. But at the same time, yeah, we're seeing this one faction of the scroll, but they did say they're spread out across the galaxy exactly. looking for a home world. So it could be possible that there's going to be another faction that go and invade or even that, hey, you know, it is what it is. We need a home world. We kind of like Earth, so we're going to go back. It's it's possible. But right now, based on what you see on the film, I don't think Secret Invasion is happening or at least the way we think it is. I'm looking at Mike put in the in the uh, dialogue box the Captain Marvel and Nick Fury toys. I'm gonna puke. Black Did you guys take a look at this? Toy? Take a look at this. Mike put in the uh, in the little timeline thing or the conversation box, whatever. That's a horrible Nick Fury, but no, <laughs> Fury's the least of the problems here. The backpack <laughs> with the cat. Come on, man. That's for little girls, man. That's for little kids. Ah! <laughs> but that's why they put it in there. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. Nick Fury look okay. Yeah, Nick looks okay compared but to the, these other two. But the kid in the back—he looked like Steven. He don't look like Nick Fury. Look Hilarious. Like <laughs> <laughs> now I did leave something out though, America. I just saw something reminded me of it. And I'm not in cue. I'm not taking shots. Making yeah, observation. Yeah, put that up front. Yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, I don't know if this happened at your theaters when you guys saw it. But uh-huh. at the beginning of uh, the film, they showed a collage of Stan Lee. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I yeah. Thought that was And I thought, you know what? Fuck you, Bill Maher, once again. <laughs> hey. I had to get that out. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm throwing a little shot at Q. It's all in fun. Stan Lee won. By a mile. How did he... Uh, now, I think he won all along, but what do you mean in this context? Well, I mean, because I've seen people mention that that first, and actually I noticed this when I was watching the movie, but when they when they did that, that was a dope tribute to him by putting him in the collage. And then when he showed up in the movie, people clapped, you know, when I saw it. And yeah, I actually my- was like, you know what, that was dope. Like, <clears throat> this dude obviously does mean a lot, you know. So so to, to Bill Mars sort of coming out talking crazy, Nah, you were wrong, partner. Like, this dude is an inspiration. You know, he did it. He put in the work. He did his thing. You can't really diss a dead man. And they gave him his proper tribute. I forgot. What was his cameo again? On the subway or the bu- on the train. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at this. It says in the second paragraph of what Mike put in the chat. It says, heavily featured in the toy line is Carol's cat, Goose, <sighs> named Chewy in the comics. So this cat exists in the... Again, I have not seen that cat, but I don't read the current iteration of Captain Marvel. Well, while you guys were saving me 1850, I did some research. <laughs> <laughs> we're the looking cat out is known for you, as a, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It feels like family. A flurkin <laughs> is a highly intelligent alien from Earth 58163 that takes the shape 
of a vicious, I'm, I'm speaking, vicious beast known as a house cat. They're incredibly rare and reproduce by laying eggs. Flurkins can attack enemies or defend themselves with the fangs and tentacles hidden in their cheeks. Well, so there you go. They do this exist. An, so that's an actual character. Well, I owe the movie an apology in that respect. Did it reference uh, its first appearance? Well, the movie it doesn't say anything. Should we so first, don't have to, should we first appeared in Giant Size Ms. Marvel number one, April 2006, and was presumed to be a regular cat until Rocket ran into her in space and immediately called her out for that terrifying, excuse me, <clears throat> rare murder species known as a flurkin. Rocket and Chewie have a rather uh, tense relationship. Chewie. Who's Rocket? That's the raccoon. Rocket, Rocket raccoon. raccoon. Oh, I apologize to whoever directed this or who wrote it. I, I don't. thought it was some bullshit. <laughs> it, it, it was some bullshit. They don't explain that in the movie, so I don't need to be reading some Wikipedia page to get that. It need to be in the movie. Yeah, I'm on Den of Geek, and that's where I found yeah, this. So that, why, 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 like, why is okay, it walking around that complex with no protection or exactly who okay they probably know what the fuck it is anybody want to deal with it hey man I, I, it was I'm some bullshit saying, if you walked up into a complex with a big ass doberman picture are you gonna be like yeah let's try to tame that no you'll be like nah let that thing alone if it ain't but bothering get, me i'm leaving it there but, but it wasn't a doberman picture it was a cat you get my point god damn it <laughs> Oh, and then why is he, his character again? This is a it's a different Nick Fury we're looking at here. This is a Nick Fury that sees oh, and just stops everything. Just look at this little nigga. Nigga, I was I was cool with that. When did, now with he if, likes if, cats. He but, likes but cats. But if they would have shown Nick Fury in, in uh, what's that movie when they show the Winter Soldier? The Winter Soldier. If he saw a cat walking down the street and he was in his oh, <laughs> you'd be like, huh? What the fuck, Drake? <laughs> so, why again he was just a different Nick Fury maybe there was something that happened later in his life where he hardened up but yeah. but know, this movie like I said man this movie was eh, it's alright right, man I'll never need to see it again in my opinion because you have this sandwich between Infinity War and our Endgame these were not the films to do that no not at all no Mm-mm. Um, speaking of, I'm going to get into some potential spoiler material here. Um, I came across Endgame. First and second act spoilers straight off of Reddit. And I'll read a little bit of this just to see what you guys take on this. If you think this is accurate, if it sounds like it could be real. This is potentially long, so bear with me. Here we go. Uh, so the first act of the movie is very action heavy, but moves quickly. Tony and Nebula are trapped in space. You see that in the trailer. The whole opening is a spiritual reimagining of Tony's escape from the cave. I guess from the first Iron Man. He uses pieces of Nebula to repair the ship and escape to Earth. And then you he see, just, the, then you see the title card. Say it again. He says, you said she, he uses pieces of her. She destroyed us. I forget. Wouldn't she? Well, I mean, she take, you know, she's like a robot. Oh, yeah, so he probably just took little pieces of her. And then it says the title card comes up. Uh, It says uh, Thanos is on Titan 2 alone and meditating. Gamora appears to speak with him. She forgives him for his actions and apologizes for her own. Gamora 
disintegrates to reveal that he's using the gauntlet to use some weird ass puppet show for himself with the image of Gamora. This shows the audience that while damaged, the gauntlet still works. Ant-Man is falling through the quantum realm. He trips through time, seeing the past and future laid out before him. He sees himself becoming Ant-Man, going to prison, and even gets a glimpse of his daughter years down the road. He tries to exit the realm as close to the present as possible, but lands a couple of weeks later than intended. He exits the roof next to the van and Pim's equipment. No one can be seen. Um, it says after some New York post snap establishing shots, we catch up with Captain America and Rodney at the snap support meeting. This scene makes it clear that Scap Cap has absolutely no intention of moving on. It says Thor has found a place for his people to live and Rocket has joined him as Rocket doesn't really have anyone else. Uh, it says a short Valkyrie cameo here. Uh, Thor wants to find Thanos as soon as possible and avenge the dead by killing him. Valkyrie insists it's dangerous for the Avengers to strike back before they're ready. It's at this point that Rocket receives a signal that the Benatar is headed toward Earth. I believe that's the ship that... The Benatar? Is that the yeah, ship that uh, the Guardians have? They yeah. named the ship after Pat Benatar? I, I guess. <laughs> Remember, the first one was the Milano. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, all right. It says he and Thor intercept the ship as it lands. Rocket is super bummed to see that everyone but Nebula is dead. Uh, he comments on Stark's impress impressive modification of the ship and the two hit it off immediately. Uh, Widow and Banner speak at Avengers HQ. They still aren't really sure where they stand with each other. Steve and Rodney eventually join the group at the HQ. Steve and Natasha want to try something to avenge the dead. Rodney and Banner are ready to give up and don't believe anything can be done. Uh, Tony makes a stop at home to see Pepper. He makes it clear that he needs to fix what happened and she has to accept it. He leaves. Uh, a computer alarm sounds at the Avengers HQ and the group go to see Fury's beacon has stopped transmitting the message that led them to it in the first place. Uh, Captain Marvel shows up looking for Fury and they begin to explain things to her. Obviously, we saw a little bit of this in the end credits. Tony, Thor, Nebula, and Rocket approach the Avengers HQ. Thor senses an Infinity Stone nearby and they prepare to fight with Thanos as they soar into the compound. Captain Marvel engages in a skirmish with the understandingly trigger happy Tony and company before Steve, Rodney, and Widow break up the fight. Hmm. Thor tells the rest that Marvel, Captain Marvel, gives off the same energy <laughs> as the Infinity Stone. Banner asks her if he can scan her. Tony and Steve reunite. They don't speak about their differences and only engage in awkward small talk. Thor expresses his wishes to go after Thanos, and Tony doesn't think it's worth the risk. Tony explains that he wants to fix things just as badly as they all do, but that he's made the mistake of running into things head first too many times and they're going to attempt. And if they're going to attempt anything, it needs to be done carefully. The next day, Ant-Man shows up at Avengers HQ. His daughter and family have all disappeared and he's freaked out. Rodney makes a joke about how many people have shown up at the door the last day. 
Who's Rodney? I'm sorry to interrupt. Who's Rodney? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm like, who's Don Cheeto? Oh, Rody. Rody. Damn, Mike. Oh, Rody. <laughs> well, name that brother Rodney. <laughs> I'm on oh my, my uh, what's my man? What's the boxer's name? Mike I'm on my Mayweather. I'm sorry. Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound like a brother. Rodney. Rody. I always said Rody. Rodney. Hey, Shady. Shade. Whatever. Uh, Ant-Man explains... <laughs> I was adding new characters again. Ant-Man explains the breakthrough that ha- they had with the quantum realm. Scott is convinced that they can go back in time to change the events of the past and stop Thanos. But Tony makes it clear that changing the past dramatically is too dangerous. Ant-Man is hysterical and begs Tony to try anything, telling him about how he saw his older daughter in the quantum realm and believes that some reality where she is alive must exist. This strikes a chord with Tony. Banner finished analyzing his scans of Captain Marvel and speaks with Tony. He tells him that Captain Marvel is almost a perfect replica of an Infinity Stone herself, even more powerful than Scarlet Witch. And this leads Tony to the idea that he may be able to replicate the stones with the right tech. This would enable them to retrieve the stones in the past without drastically upsetting space and time. Tony goes to Wakanda with Banner, Marvel, Rocket, Nebula, and Rhodey to look into some of Shiri's research and her scans of vision. They are able to get some useful information that will help them create something to control the stones. M'Baku pledges to help them should the need arise. Tony asks him to continue using their tech to help the world deal with the repercussions of the snap the rest of the group go to look for clint they run into him showing off his new combat skills as ronin they manage to recruit him on titan 2 thanos thanos has another conversation with young stole soul stone gamora he shows excuse me she shows him all of the souls he snapped uh now the group is ready to begin their Assault on Thanos. The plan is to copy each of the stones in the past via the quantum realm and form a new gauntlet. The info from Shuri's computer helps them understand how to build a receptacle for the stones. Captain Marvel's composition helps them understand how to copy the stones. Once they get the new gauntlet, they will undo the snap and then attempt to kill Thanos to keep him from doing more damage. Ant-Man will help one team enter the quantum realm and Marvel will help the other team pass through it. Now, there's a lot here. Yes. Suffice to say, it goes on to explain how the team splits up. Some people go to certain battles, for instance, the Battle of New York to retrieve the stones. Certain characters will see them there and are puzzled by who the fuck is this and why are they leaving? But they copy the stones. Other battle, other team goes to the Guardians of the Galaxy first movie and tries to get a stone. This doesn't end with what happens at the end of the movie. Um, It basically ends with Thanos realizing what the Avengers are doing. And then he goes to attack the Avengers HQ. Um and it sort of ends there. But from what I've said so far, do you guys think that even that this is even some of this is true or you think this is all just fan fiction? 
it seems a little out there. <clears throat> you know, it seems uh, a little out it, there. It seems wild enough to be true, but and I was thinking for a second, I was thinking the time travel might be interesting, but it always is a sticky wicket when you introduce time travel because it's like, well, why not just go back to before Thanos was born and kill the parents? Why deal with putting together an infinite... Go through all of putting together another Infinity Glove. We can do this and do that. Just go kill Thanos when he was, before he was born. Well, they may not know when he was born. Well, Gamora, Gamora would, wouldn't she? She's dead. Huh? But, but she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> so they wouldn't know that. So she might not back. know that either, but of course her character is not alive anyway. So, But anyway, yeah, I mean, you know. Now we've seen set. And it also doesn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You got it. It also doesn't make sense that Tony would be afraid to change the, the the future. Oh, you said something I can't remember. Go back in the past might have repercussions. Tony, no, the character that I know since Steve Rogers. No, I said Tony. Yeah, yeah said it says Tony. here Tony had some apprehensions to doing that because it could affect other things. But, but Tony is the I don't give a fuck type of character. He created Ultron. For God well, that's say. what he's saying. He said before we used to just run half baked, but now. I don't want to do that no more. But that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, we've seen set videos, set photos. Obviously, they do go back to the Battle of New York, uh, so they do do some sort of time jump or yeah, something. That doesn't make sense because you got two stones there: the Mind Stone and the Tesseract. I don't know why I just have the Iron Man theme song in my head all of a sudden <laughs> from the old cartoon. Yeah, I know there was an old cartoon. Red five, red five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, interesting stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, I just go ahead and bring up. Bring, they need to go ahead and release that movie. When does that movie come out? Endgame? Is that next was month? It, was it, yeah, I think it's April, April yeah. 26, I believe. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that. And my whole thing, let the Russos do it all. That's all. Uh, let the, Ryan Coogler and Russos, let them, let them do it all, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Whoever did the first Farber. Ant-Man, let the first Ant-Man director do his thing. That was pretty he good. He got fired. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who no, that was. The guy, the guy, Peyton Reed is who I'm talking about. Oh, Edgar Wright started it. But I'm talking about Peyton Reed. And I'm saying Edgar Wright started the film. So oh, right. okay. okay. I don't know why we're arguing about that, but all right. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So, man, we've, we've, any other last bits of... Captain Marvel in game. Anybody want to mention before we move on? Like Ann said, you know, this could have been Phase One because it didn't, didn't really bring anything new to the table except for the, you know, post credit scene. Yeah, and that's a good point. They could have they could have been beating DC out the gate with the first female led superhero film, and they would have seen as the more progressive of the two camps, DC versus DC versus Marvel. And then ten years later, you you have Captain Marvel pop up again. People would have, I think people would have lost their minds. Oh, they went back to, okay, I see what's going on here. That would have been a great way to do that. I I agree. I'm looking at it from a book standpoint. Marvel will always be more progressive than DC. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying the perception. Yeah, I I will say, and I didn't, I don't really, honestly, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel, excuse me, Wonder Woman movie, but I will say that, uh, I think, as Q said, Gil Gadot, Smash that role compared to what? Oh yeah, with Captain America or no Captain question. Marvel, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, just ain't even no comparison. But anyway, I know they'll do better. 
Uh, Can I ask you guys a question? Go ahead. Do you think Endgame will address any of the speculation that some of these actors are going to be leaving and they'll have to be replaced or recast? I'm sure it will. There's too many running around, so yeah. Somebody got to go. I will say this, uh, and I think I saw somebody mention this earlier, not you know, in the business, that, that Captain Marvel was going to be the face of the Marvel Universe. That ain't it. Not after that. What? What? Whoa. Yeah, no, that they was like, she's going to be the lead. Nah, mm-mm. No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. That, maybe you want to extend them contracts. Because <laughs> that ain't it. Well, you can always make sure she has a little cat in the backpack. God. Hey, I thought you said Captain America. Then I realized you said Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel, yeah, now she ain't. And again, unless the Ruzos, they show her in a different light. They, they've done. I mean, they did that with. Well, I would say actually it was not them. It was uh, what's the guy who directed um, the first Avengers movie? His name escaped me. I can't think of it either. Uh, you talking about Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon. To me, Josh Whedon showed us a dope Captain America. As opposed to how Captain America was shown in the first Avengers. And then I was like, oh, Cap was kind of kicking ass in the Avengers movie. I can't wait for his next movie. And then the Ruzos came in and shut the game down and showed you some real Captain America. So maybe there's just need to be somebody else who can really show that character in the proper light. I just don't think those directors that they had to do this movie. I hope they ain't signed up to do no more of the Marvel movies. Let, let them sit down. You know, get, <laughs> get them out of here. <laughs> You know, I, I'm also curious. Why do the, the Avengers? Why can't Black Panther just come to Manhattan, or why, why are they always going to Wakanda and fucking up Wakanda? Let him join the Avengers. The man runs a country. He just can't be leaving all the damn time. Well, he does in the books. He's always. Well, that's true. Lately, he's been out. Of, he's in fact, he's leading the Avengers right now in the books. Uh, who, like in the books, I, I, like who would be second to the throne? Would it be Shuri? Let it, I let her, don't know. Let her rule. I gotta go handle this because this is uh, a problem for the whole planet. You got this? Yeah. Okay. Later. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's get off that. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of hot topics to get into. Let's just jump into this MJ Oprah uh, conversation. Now, let me be clear. I have not seen Leaving Neverland. So what I first want to do is let those who have seen the documentary speak on that. Um, Q-Storm, I know you've seen it, but mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that documentary? Well, first thing I'll say is anything I say I is, is speculation because I wasn't there, thank God. Uh, I can only say what I saw. Uh, the two people, I don't care who was on trial or who or whatever, who testified and said this and then changed their mind and said that later because abuse victims, alleged abuse victims even, they will protect their abusers, if they, particularly if they were groomed as young children. Um, so that, I'm putting that aside, but they come off as convincing to me, particularly when you talk, when they show the entire family of Wade Robson, and also, the most compelling part, the, the first part was, I thought, and someone else here said it as well, 
was somewhat boring because it, 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 it suffered from not having a, enough points of view. Well, the whole documentary suffers from not having uh, 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 the other side of the story. It does suffer from that, be that as it may. The first part suffers because we keep seeing the same testimony from the same people over and over and over again, and it makes it seem very one-sided. Then, on the second part, though, when they introduce the wives, that's kind of what pushed me over the edge to saying, I still don't know what they're saying is true, but I sure, I think I tend to believe them because it's just too wide a net of all these people uh, making up stories for there not to be something there. Um so I thought it was a very compelling documentary, which was only marred by the fact that they could have at least had some family members appear and deny the allegations. Okay. Uh, even though they weren't there, they could be character witnesses to Michael. Uh, but I will say that the documentary, <clears throat> I don't want to take up all the time here, but the documentary really just, I got to a point at the end of it where I was like, you know, I've been defending Michael all this time through all the bullshit that he's been, that he has, all the bullshit that he has done throughout his career, putting out the elephant man bones thing in the hyperbaric chamber, all, which as a kid, I thought, oh, that's that's so quirky and cute and all this. And with the carrying kids around and the whole talking about he only had two plastic surgeries. And there's one thing in this documentary, they, they play um, a voice message that he leaves with Safe Chuck, I think it was. Because he, as they all claim, he abandons them once they grow to a certain age and finds a new one. Uh, once they were going to go to trial, Michael Jackson uh, called Safe Chuck and left a message. And Safe Chuck was like, oh, he's just calling me back now because he needs me to, protect, to, to help him out, right? And he left this message on there that was so fucking bizarre. I was like, you know what, man? I, I can't fuck with you no more. I, I, you're, you're too fucking weird. It's just like, stop it. It's like Mike, and, I, and I'll, I'll finish when I say this. Mike, I don't know if you're going to remember this, but on the show, we, had a, we, had, we got real in a conversation. We were talking about guns, and you said something like, oh, we were talking about going to the theater with guns, with a gun, mm -hmm. uh, concealed carrying in a theater. And we were arguing about why wouldn't you want to go with me, blah, blah, blah. And you said something like, you know what, Mike? You said, Q, uh, I got your back and all that, but I'm not riding with you with the guns. Uh, if, if, if something happens to you, Q, I'll be like, damn it, Q, why, why did you have to fuck up like that? But you would, all, you would still say, well, you had it coming. You fucked up, but damn, I'm mad at you for fucking up. I remember you said that. That's exactly how I feel about Michael Jackson now. Why were you such a... Why were you acting like this? Why were you sleeping with kids in the... In the bed, why would you subject yourself to that? And I'm like, if you lay down with, I won't say white kids, but if you lay down with kids, you wake up with molestation charges. So I don't know if I answered the question, but I would say it's a documentary. I, I think everyone should watch it, and then you can still make an informed opinion whether or not you think it's, it's true or false. All right. Uh, Quentin, I know you got a chance to see that. What did you think about it? I did. Um, hmm. Q pretty much said it all. Uh, the documentary was, as Q stated, one-sided. And the way it was presented, it comes off like a hit piece. And 
given all the allegations throughout the decades of Michael and his uh, bizarre behavior, seen the testimonies or the interviews that these two gentlemen presented on film only adds more fuel to the fire. It doesn't paint, my, paint Michael in a good light. Um, it's not much more I can say. It was it was uncomfortable to watch. Now, I was never really a big Michael fan. I've always been Team Prince. But uh, it was very uncomfortable to watch this and to see Michael Jackson's arrested development and to see how putting he put himself and allowed himself to be in this compromising position and there were no checks and balances from either side, either his side or the side of the, the children. So I implore others to watch it and formulate your own opinion. All right. Uh, Big Sexy, did you watch this? Nope. All right. Aunt Pooh? Yeah, I, I dredged through it. Um, first off, very boring documentary. There was nothing... At the end of the day, it's still supposed to be entertaining, even though it's supposed to be a documentary, and it wasn't at all. You just, I just sat there bored, like, okay, 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 okay. What got to me is like, who keeps all of this information? They had all of these pictures, all of these videos, all of these recordings, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, who has all of this stuff? I mean, now, granted, I've never been around a but super super pop star so i might do that but right there that you know just doesn't sit right with me like why are you keeping all of these recordings um for me i've saved chuck i the way his demeanor the way he carried himself something happened to him i don't know if michael did it but you can tell he's been through some stuff wade robson that dude, to me, just sounds like he's reading off of a script. I just do not buy anything that he's saying. He sounds fake. He sounds like he's lying. There's actually, I found some uh, a number of uh, Facebook posts where they're saying that a number of the things that he's recounting was in a book, a fan fiction of uh, Michael Jackson being with kids. And that just raises another red flag to... Uh, his credibility for me, you know, listening to these parents talk about this stuff. I'm like, you guys are just as bad as uh, the Barji family, the the Borzo, the Borogs family, the ones from Abducted in Plain Sight. You trash, you're fucking trash. So this didn't do anything. I, I, I again, I think something happened to the safe check. I don't know if Michael did it. What Wade Robson? I don't believe anything he says. All right. Now, did anybody watch the Oprah Winfrey special? Yeah, I, I watched with Harpo, that mess Harpo put on. <laughs> I watched remember the first 10 minutes and I decided she wasn't really, <clears throat> I mean, I know what she was doing, uh, but it wasn't what I wanted to see in regards to what the documentary was about. What, what, what was it then? It was just, it was basically a Dr. Phil episode. I've never seen Dr. Phil. What does that mean? you never heard of Dr. Phil? I've heard of him. I've never watched the show, so I don't know what his episodes would be. Like, uh, it was basically, um, I'm, I'm not saying she didn't do a good job at it, but it was basically her reaffirming uh, this, you know, talking. I'm not, I mean, Ann could speak to it better than I could because he saw it, but what I saw, 
she um she presumed she took the presumption that these two were abused by Michael Jackson, which uh, I don't want to get into how everyone's turning on her. That's another part of the chapter. But I, I, I mean, it's, it could have been effective, but I didn't. That really wasn't the angle I was interested in seeing. I wasn't really interested in their recovery. I just wanted to hear their story. Mm, okay. And Pooh, what did you think the thing was? You saw the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the, the whole thing because, again, I wanted to be informed with my opinion. To me, she came off as trash. She didn't. This for this a quote unquote journalist. She didn't challenge. She she challenged them twice. Once when she brought up the the letter, the statement from the family talking about, um, you know, trying to to discredit both of them. And then another time, um, the director said, like people said, they're doing this for money. Oh no, no, he said why he didn't get the family because. All they would do is just try to smear them to 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 keep the uh, the, the gravy train of uh, Michael Jackson, and I'm like, okay, well, as she said, well, people would say the same thing about them that they're just smearing them for some financial gain, and he just replied with, well, they're not getting any money off of this film, and I'm like, really, that's what you're saying? And then the other thing is, she she had another opportunity to challenge the guy, uh, Robson. He was talking about how um, he put out the $1.3 billion lawsuit. He stated the reason why he filed that lawsuit was because this was his only opportunity to tell his side, of the, to tell his story, and they'd have to listen. And Oprah just let it sit. Like, yeah, oh, okay, I get it. And I'm like, wait a minute, that makes no fucking sense. You, you, you. You felt the only way to get your story out there was to sue them, even though you even though now apparently there's a documentary out there. Uh, but and he tried to peddle a book. But all of a sudden, the only way for him to get his story out there where they have to listen. And he says have to listen. He's talking to he was talking about Michael have to listen to him was to sue them, was to sue the estate. And she didn't challenge him on that whatsoever. So yeah, Harpo, she was trash for this. That whole thing was just bullshit to me again. Can I uh, throw something in there, Mike? Go ahead. <clears throat> uh, Aunt, Aunt mentioned uh, a book, a fan fiction book, I think he called it. I don't know if this, I assume this is the book he's talking about. There was a book published back in, I want to say, the late 90s. Uh, it was called Michael Jackson Was My Lover. It was written by uh, Victor Gutierrez. I don't know what his bona fides are. I think the book was widely discredited because it, it paints a really ugly picture of Michael Jackson. Um, and a lot of people are saying that Safe Chuck and Robson, they both read this book and they took passages out of the book and rehearsed them and are using that as part of their testimony. But the thing is, is that there's there's a particular egregiously disgusting act that both of them mention almost to a T and that I, I did read that I did read that book I own it it's probably somewhere around, floating around here right now but that act that they both mention is not mentioned in the book so that's why I don't see that that is what they're doing using this book as a as a script 
All right. Uh, my take take of this again: haven't seen the documentary or the Oprah uh, special. Now I've I've heard some of the allegations in the media. I've heard people fighting back on both sides. My only thing of it is, uh, and why I ha- well I haven't watched it because I don't have HBO. First off, and I ain't about to sign up just to be watching no goddamn documentary on Michael Jackson. That ain't gonna happen. But to me, it just seems as Wade Robinson and the other gentlemen, uh, particularly Wade, there's just too many things on the other side to make me question, you know, the integrity of what he's saying. Uh, I'm not saying what he's saying. So I'm not discrediting him outright. But if there's questions in this guy's character, you have to consider that. I just think any rational person just looking at this would be like, well, okay, he says one thing. Let's look at his history, okay, before he said some other stuff. All right. Now you have people who knew him or relationships with him are also saying some things about his character that he seems either shady or he'd be straight out lying. I, I don't think you can discredit those people just as you can't as outright discredit Wade. You have to weigh them all. And the only thing that I can walk away from this is to say that I couldn't just take anything out of his mouth as the facts because he seems like an unreliable narrator. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he's got some other shit here that would need to be you questioned just taking his word verbatim. So dealing with a big case like this, I couldn't just outright believe anything he said without having him being addressing this other fuck shit over here. Uh, the other part is, you know, they said the FBI was, was investigating Mike for 10 years. Is that Was it 10 years? That seems kind of excessive. But if they were, in fact, investigating him 10 years and they didn't find nothing and Mike is a black man out here in America, they're not giving no free passes to no brothers, especially no big high level cast like that. They just like they did Bill Cosby, whatever. They don't they don't need much. <laughs> they're going to get there who they want to get. If they if they said ain't nothing in there, I mean, again, you have to take the credibility of this organization versus the credibility of this man's story. It just looks kind of crazy. So that's to me, I'm just like, eh. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of unanswered things. It's not a clear cut sort of thing. Uh, so you, you question it. Uh, the Oprah thing. To me, I saw a quote from Oprah where she said that this is bigger than Michael Jackson. Did she say something like that? Like, this is about really sexual. She started the show off saying that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So I'm going to take her for a word. I'm going to say I agree. But my thing is, let's just run with that, right? So if it is bigger than Michael Jackson, I would be like, you know what? You're right. Now, you as a journalist, should be transparent. And so you should come right out the gate and say, listen, one of my friends or a person that I know, you see me got pictures all up and down on the internet with them, he the face of sexual assault in 2019. So let me be the first one to say it's bigger than Michael Jackson because if we're going to talk about it all, Y'all might think I'm standing next to the face of it, of sexual assault. 
So let's have a bigger conversation. But when a journalist doesn't do that, I pause and say, whoa, well, you're not really being transparent because you standing next to the face of it. But we're dealing with the dead man's crimes, which I have no problem with personally. But then it will make me question your narrative, too. Like, well, I don't know if you're really being. Uh, you may be being a little disingenuous about this because you're not being transparent and you're not dealing with your own, I guess, conflicts of interest. So I would I question Oprah on the integrity of what she's talking about because it ain't laying it all out to bear. It's obviously not bigger than Michael Jackson, right? So I, I, I so that's why I can see the blowback that she's getting because. You can't have it one way or the other. You're going to either do it all or not do it all. But don't be mad when they call you on the bullshit. So it makes me wonder what else is being manipulated. I will say this. I, I've always said that Mike should have never been sleeping with kids, particularly white kids. Because of who you are, because race matters in this country and the legal system they don't it's not fair and you are a big target so you don't put yourself in situations where people can come at you and use those against you which i feel is what has happened to him and we're not around him so we don't know one way or the other but we can just go by what it looks like what it looks like is you crazy it look like you crazy to be having sleeping with kids. Now I can un- maybe understand why you might be different, and you you know you you probably if I was to just take your works as the example, you know the heal the world, make this a better place, and all the stuff you've done for kids. I would say you know what this guy generally is childlike, or he loves them kids. He ain't doing nothing wrong with them. If I take it at that. But then if I common sense of it would be like, but the reality is if it was my children, I wouldn't send them over there. I'm cool. I don't know if he's doing that or not, but we ain't going to test it out with my kids. <laughs> so I would have advised him, Mike, don't go down that path. Like, I know you got a kind heart, but listen, there's people out there that's going to take that and want to get some get a bag out of you. Johnny Cochran, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it was Johnny Cochran that pleaded with him, stop sleeping with kids. Yeah, I, and I would I would do the same. Like, it just, it's not a good look. You're opening the door for some shit, man. They're going to come at you on this. So I can understand that. But, man, I kind of lost my, my train of thought on this. <laughs> but my thing is, I, okay, I was going to say, but the other hand of it, too, is I think that with their you know, these documentaries going at it now, they really put a green, they really put a battery in the back of a lot of you motherfuckers. Say that again? What'd you say? Yes. They put a battery in the back of a lot of you motherfuckers. Because it wasn't until the media told you it's time to feel a certain kind of way about it. Now everybody's feeling a certain kind of way about it. Michael Jackson been around for a long time. We know her stories. Now here come a documentary that the people who have seen it said it's one-sided. So your rational mind would tell you you should that should be a stopping point for you right there to be like they're trying to manipulate you. 
right? Because they're not showing you the full mm-hmm. story. So there ain't no transparency in it. They don't have both sides. The intention of the documentary is to manipulate you to feel that he did it. And you know that. So that's why I say they put a battery in the back of you niggas. And as I've always said, the, 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 the media is very influential. So a lot of times when we see something on TV, oh, they got me triggered. Yeah, man, fuck, Mike. Huh? When you, you, what's different now? Because they told you different? You know that the, the, what they're telling you is one-sided. So why is that different? You, you're admitting that you're being influenced by an impartial, one-sided, manipulatory piece of media. And you got to ask yourself, why are they doing that? Why is HBO doing it? Well, I can answer that question because they want to make their money. Why did they make this movie? It probably helps the lawsuits that Wade and them have because they're trying to get their bag. Why is Oprah doing it? Obviously, it ain't got shit to do with it being bigger than sexual crimes because she would have put all of them on blast. She wants to get her money. She thinks that this is a, is a money train. Because if, if it wasn't the case, she would have already had a program putting and being fully transparent and putting the people she's standing next to on blast. But you better believe she ain't going to do that. So it's not about being bigger than sexual whatever. It's an opportunity. It's, it's, oh, man, this is, let's get paid. We just saw the R. Kelly documentary, and that's a cash cow. Of course, the Mike one's going to be the next cash. <laughs> yeah, let's all get on board. So I, I, again, I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I'm saying you got to be careful that we are being manipulated into all of a sudden having this conversation when we immediately know it's a one-sided manipulative conversation. The only reason you're talking about it because they're manipulating you into it and they're not giving you both sides of the story. The family, the Michael Jackson family, has to fight to get their side of the story out. Right? There was a name, what's his name? Taji or Taj or whatever. The, the, he's fighting to try and get, get this side of the story out. The other Jacksons are doing, they're trying to get in, but they wasn't, they wasn't on the Oprah special. They're not included in the documentary. I hear they're going to do their own documentary now. But it's all just a, it's a ploy. To me, it's a manipulative play by the media to get you all in your feelings and to, you know, jump on this gravy train. Let's get this money. It ain't really got nothing to do with what really is going on. And again, the people, in my opinion, the Wade and other, at least Wade, he's a shaky kind of character. I can't believe, I, I don't know how a rational person would just take anything out of his mouth off the rip and believe what he's saying with all this other shit behind him. So that, that's just my whole take on it. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on it. And the other thing you have to take in, because you was mentioning about Oprah's transparency, at no point did she say, and I've been in the middle of the fi- a firestorm of sexual, sexual misconduct against minors as my own South African school hired a number of employees that sexually assaulted young girls. So where is no mention of that whatsoever? So yeah, you, good point, Mike. Well, that's different. <laughs> that's what she. Well, in the in the area of transparency, uh, Ant put up this one link 
I believe the young man's name was Jarrett something. And he broke it down. If you're going to do a document, documentary, 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 you know, you got to get the other side and you got to talk to this guy. You got to talk to Corey Feldman, who has his own issues, but his issues aside, he has been one billion percent clear on what didn't happen up there. You know, so you can't have a one sided piece because then it just becomes a hit piece. Mm-hmm. That's all this thing is. And I don't need to see a hit piece. So unless you can show me, you know, conflicting sides and let both sides be heard, I'm not interested. Because didn't Macaulay Culkin also refute any kind of, you know, mistreatment or molestation? Didn't I he say that so. it didn't happen? Yeah. So the show is, for you know, lack of a better word, a hit piece. It was very one-sided. There was right. no one from Michael's camp on it at all. Right. And I think everyone who watched it acknowledged that. I know I did. But here's what I'll say about that. Because Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman, who were more high profile, and one can make the argument that perhaps they were not abused by Michael, uh, who allegedly abused Robson and Safechuck, one can make the argument that, well, they were much more higher profile, whereas these two were nobodies at the time. So, of course, he's not going to abuse kids who are who have a celebrity profile. But here's the thing. Uh, just because they say that they weren't abused, that does not speak to anyone who might claim to have been abused. I, I, so I don't know why. I mean, you can have them come on and say, well, we weren't abused. Okay, well, that's you, 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 you consider that the other side of the story, then fine. But if I go into watching this knowing, okay, and the director looks like a scumbag, he does. You say he looks like go, a scumbag. Wow. He does. He, if, <laughs> if I go into this, if I go into this watching this knowing that, but I still see something that compels me to rethink uh, whether or not Michael Jackson was is guilty or not. I don't see why it matters if it's one sided. Well, it's the same. It's it, it, again just go, using your logic. You said. If Macaulay Culkin and them say they they didn't get abused and that may be their story, I, I, I say the same thing away. Like he said he didn't get abused either. That may have been his story. Now he says he is it. It just makes him unreliable. I don't know what to believe with him. That's the thing. It'd be different if you have uh, somebody takes your character and says, okay, maybe he did change his story. But then uh-huh. if some other people come and say, well, actually, here's a lot of other fuck shit he been doing and lying. In other parts of his life, you, you can weigh that in the character and say, man, I don't know what to, man, you all over the place, bro. Like, your character is funny style. I don't know what to believe with you. That's kind of where I'm at with this. So, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but the problem is, based off of his character and what everybody says about him, I can't take his word. It means nothing at this point because he's just unreliable. He's got too much lies on him. So, you can't, it'd be one thing if he was, Hey, he was a stand-up dude when I knew him and da-da-da-da. But he don't have people saying that. And why would they put themselves out there like that? I mean, again, it just causing the question. How could you believe a guy that be lying to people all the time? Well, the thing is... And then the other thing is, is that he, uh, Q mentioned that, well, maybe the reason why he didn't go after Feldman and Macaulay is because they were too high profile. But 
Feldman has stated and documented he himself was a victim of child molestation. So if other people found him, well, he's he's too high profile, but I'm still get the booty. Mike didn't. Well, that doesn't make sense. How, how it, it does make sense because you you can't attribute what other people think to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson probably had had more to, even though he put a lot of shit out there like an idiot. He might have been thinking, "Well, I've got more to risk messing around with those kids because they have they have TV shows and people know them, and if they speak out, they could be believed." So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go mess with this guy who uh, is a young kid and this guy who's doing a commercial with me. Except that he was molested. So there is a pattern that, damn your status, you will get molested. You will get molested by other people who don't care about your status. That does not prove that Michael Jackson should have done the same thing. Well, again, the only thing, though, is taking what you said, Q, but the thing is, Michael Jackson been investigated by the FBI for 10 years where those other people Let's weren't talk about that. and they Let's haven't found anything on them. Michael Jackson went to trial over these cases, other cases and was found innocent <laughs> on them. So, and, and we don't know. How, and then Michael Jackson's character in terms of how he presents himself, he don't seem like he'd be the cat to do something like that. So again, if I'm just going by their character and what is weighed against them versus Wade's is still weighs more over to Michael Jackson than Wade's. You still just have his word versus the other person, and his word seems tainted. And this other person been through this type of shit before and was not guilty. So I mean, and, and he ain't, you know, doesn't have a history of fucking people over. I, I guess me, I don't. Go ahead. I was going to ask, why now? Why was this brought to the to the uh, I guess to the forefront now? Out of all the times that they could have done this, could have done it five years ago, three years ago. Why? in 2019 was there Uh, anything out there that brought this back up maybe i don't know all i can say is that and i'm not saying this makes me knowledgeable in any way shape or form i've had a few very good female friends who have been victims of abuse and i did back in the late 90s i did a documentary i was hired to to shoot just to shoot not to you know give my opinion just to shoot a documentary about women who were the victims of abuse. And the only thing I can say is that what I learned speaking to my friend, female friends in this documentary and what I've read and heard, you know, from people that make a lot more money than I do, is that victims have to come to their realization at their own time. When a woman is abused, or sexually abused or emotionally abused, physically abused, People always say, well, why didn't you report it? This or that. There's so much behind that psychology is way more complex than why didn't you just go to the police? There's shame, fear, uh, dependency, feeling like feeling less than nothing. So you have nothing to you, what are you going to do if you get rid of this person? Uh, you, you may actually love the person because you have no self-esteem. It's, it could be not years down the line that you decide, you know what? I've heard something from someone else that gave me the courage to speak up. Or it could be that we are now in a period of uh, times up, me too. Terry Crews has proven that men and you guys, someone here checked me saying, oh, well, Terry Crews is a male. So why can't he be part of times of me too as well? And I was like, okay. So we are in, living in an era, just like Gail King said to R. Kelly, we are living in an era now where because R. Kelly asked the same thing. Why are they talking about this now? 
we are living in an era now where people are not a, are, are are given encouragement. Women are given encouragement right. to speak up. But, but Q, but, can I ask you a question but, real quick? But but say, and, say and, can I ask you a question? And, and, and this is a rational question, not emotional. Sure. But it could also could you also say it could also be a money grab too, right? I, of course. There you go. Of course. But I, I can. So I'm just saying, you, all I, of them could be. I agree with what you said. I totally agree with what you said. But. That ain't the, all the answers. The other answers also that can be on the table and it has to be just as looked at as anything else. It could be a money grab. And when you go look at his character, oh, you try to do the book deal then? Or you try to do this? That wouldn't be too far off to, to come to the conclusion that it may in fact be a money grab as well. Right. Yeah, but he, he could be, listen. There's no but. I'm just saying be, that could be a possible rational I'm not, answer. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying there's a but. I'm saying Think of this also. Mm-hmm. He could be an asshole who was who was molested by Michael Jackson. Certainly. He could be an asshole like uh, Jordy Chandler's dad mm-hmm. who put his son in that position. Uh, the dentist guy, the, the the guy that when Michael Jackson first exploded with the child molestation charges. Right. That guy, Jordy Chandler, we, we don't know if he was uh, molested either. Uh, let's, let's assume he was, just for the sake of argument. Michael Jackson settled. We'll never know. But that his dad was an asshole whose son was molested, and he still tried to make money off of it instead of doing the right thing. So who's to say he killed himself? Right? That, that, yeah, I don't know. Is that relevant? Is that no? I'm just saying. I mean, you said he was. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, he ended up committing suicide. Go ahead. Right. I'm. I'm saying that to, because Wade Robson may not be the most honorable person trying to make money off of his own suffering. It doesn't mean he didn't suffer. And it doesn't mean he did either. That's my point. Of course, I, I right. Said so I, I mean, you, you can end it. How, you can end it to with you. I'm saying end it on both of them. Either he he could have had suffering or he could not. That's my point. Okay, but I, no one's okay. Right. No so one's arguing. Right. You don't have. So there's nothing else to say. I'm just saying it could be either. We don't know. That's my point. We don't know. He is unreliable. Again, it's what you choose to believe, but you could believe either way because the guy is, is unreliable. He's got too many know. questions I'm not, I'm against him. Again, him aside from the documentary that is admittedly one-sided and manipulative, I would question anyone making a rational decision off of something that is manipulative and one-sided. We wouldn't do that with I anything just, else. i just say like this as an example. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Michael Cohen, who, was, who will do three years for lying to a congressional committee. Okay. But, they're still, but then they got him to flip and they're going to get information out of him to uh, to determine if they need we need to impeach Trump or whatnot, right? Okay. So you could say he lied to a congressional committee, but uh, you just have to you have to then look at other things that since you weren't there, you don't know for sure. So you, you bring people look- who know him and, and give a character account of him, right? I'll, I'll even take a step further, Mark. Jump in if I'm right. In order for him to get the deal, he would have to provide factual information to get that deal they're not going to give him a deal well you know i lied over here but i'm telling you the truth and they say okay deal he has to present there's no deal though he's going to jail right but is he presenting receipts i guess is what he's asking well that's what i was trying to say you have to look at him and see if he's credible even though he lied for trump that's not what i said now that he's now that he's being is he presenting receipts Yes. Okay. okay. Is Wade presenting go. receipts? Yes or no question? 
That's I like think, a no. I no no. I think he come, I said I think he comes off as credible. Did he present? Did he when present, did he present receipts? Yes or the no? The receipts. Uh, what what I'm trying to tell you is the receipts <laughs> are that he comes off as credible. Right, but I'm not talking about his words. Proof. When I'm talking about proof, receipts. Does he have receipts? Is there a DNA? Is there a a, a uh, draws. What's the receipts? Well, Take away his word, picture. right? His word is his word. Years. I'm talking about receipts. It's a yes or no question. Does he have receipts? I think he has receipts, yes. What is you his receipt? What, what receipt you don't like, I'm trying to, t- you don't, it doesn't matter, Mike. I mean, no, it does fine. matter. I'm not asking no, for no, his word. Just, I'm not asking for his word. That's well, the whole that's, point. That's the whole point of the word receipts. It ain't about what you say. What do you have to back up what you're saying? If we don't believe you, that means you have to have a receipt, right? When you walk into the store and you say, I bought this here. Okay, that's your word, but I don't give a... What's your receipt? So when I say receipt, where's the paperwork or whatever you can prove that this is what it is? Does he have that, yes or no? He has receipts. And one of them would be what? His word. Fuck out of here. See, this is what happens when you, you, if you you're trying to if win a battle. With, I'm, asking you a, a, I'm asking you a very detailed and pointed question to answer the question but you don't want to deal with that because it doesn't reinforce what you want to say i didn't ask you for his word i said his word doesn't matter we all have our word what do you have to prove what you're doing and you so i'm gonna answer the question for you he has nothing. You're not. You're not answering my question. You're not. You didn't ask me a question. What question did you ask? You're not answering that question that you asked me for me. You're not putting words in my mouth. Okay, moving on. Um, hold on, what, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. On, on the issue of receipts, again, I don't know if, who other than Aunt read the piece by young Jarrett. That young man had receipts. He said, you know, this was going on, and here's how this was going on. This didn't happen, and here's why it didn't happen. From what I understand, and I have not seen the hit piece until Robson or and the other guy can can show that to support their word, it's just smoke, man. You can't, it's it's you can't. just like a R. Kelly thing. R. Kelly can get up there and say all this kind of stuff in them interviews. And the end of the day, unfortunately for him, they got receipts on his ass in the form of video. So no matter what he say, they lying, they lying. Nigga, is that, you in, the, nigga, is that you in the video? Yes. Okay, deal with, right. But I'm talking about the new videos, right? So there's new cases I don't know if you're aware of. There's three new videos yeah, I, I that know, they. I know, I know the can, I, can I finish, please? There are three. I'm new, acknowledging. I know the sir, videos. Sir, can you're I finish about. talking? I know you like to get you, slow down. It's my show. There are three new videos <laughs> that have come out. Right. This is what's his name, Michael Avernetti. Yeah. Avernetti. Yeah. He said he got three new videos. He gave them to CNN, if I'm not mistaken, and then they turned them over to the authorities. And in those videos, they have a transcript of what was said in the video. And it's it's a heinous type of stuff, but essentially R. Kelly asked this girl, how is my 14-year-old, da-da-da-da, and she even says 14-year-old. Now, the only thing that he could probably try to say would be weak as fuck is to say that we were role-playing. But in these new videos, he admits that the girl's 14 years old in there, and they're on tape. So those would be the form of receipts. So no matter what he says on these, they lying, that's cool. I don't know why Gail didn't ask him, but what about these new videos? Are they lying in that or were you lying in that video? So it ain't got nothing to do with what he says. Nigga, we got you on tape. Probably 
they probably the new tapes because they're part of an ongoing investigation. Why would the journalist not? Right, I don't know why that Gail matters to Gail. He just, I just, he I just, just doesn't I, have to I, answer the question, but that don't mean she don't have to ask it, right? She well, ain't why would no, she ask a question that she knows because she can't she's get not in the court of law, so she doesn't have to deal with. He just. But she know she knows she. I understand that, but I just gave you the reason why. I'm just saying she's not in the court, so she don't have to play that game. He just doesn't have to answer it, right? I don't think she'd be much of a journalist to ask a question she knows she can't get an answer to. That's your opinion. Uh, but nonetheless. Well, wait a minute. You, you acknowledge my opinion there, but you're not acknowledging my opinion with Wade Robson and receipts. And your point is <laughs> oh what? Gosh. Okay. All right. All right. Did you have a point to this? No, my point was is that I don't know. I, I have told you that what I feel Wade brought as receipts. Okay. I think he brought his wife. Who corroborated his story? He brought. Uh, Wait a minute, she corroborated that she was, that she <laughs> saw she him getting. But, no, what, how, how, was but, she can there? I, can I finish? I don't remember I, her saying she saw. Can him I finish now? Can I finish now? What I'm saying is, uh, his wife spoke, and I found her to be convincing. I just had, find but, it hard. But that's hearsay. These... Would that be hearsay, or is she? I'm asking the lawyer in the in the group. That is definitely hearsay. Okay, go ahead, Q. Okay. I find it hard to believe that all these people would be lying on Michael. I'm not saying that that makes them right, but I find it compelling that all these people have, are telling this, uh, the same type of story okay. that supports Wade. Okay, wait. What did the wife say specifically as far as what Wade was abused? I don't remember the details of what she said because I don't remember. I don't remember the documentary that well. But the fact that she she was clearly distraught and went, she's clearly distraught. Uh, some of the things that he must have told her, uh, she believed him. So uh, there, uh, well, let me, there was a, so, I can't remember. So ahead, what you're man. saying is she she did not corroborate or be a witness to any activity that occurred between Wade and Michael Jackson. No one was. No one okay, was. Okay, so no one was in the bedroom. No. Okay, so that makes no other sense. than. And Michael. So it's just again, so it just what goes I'm back to what you believe, and you find him credible. Believe, I, I don't. Uh, you find him credible. Right. I don't. We we we've established that. We got to move on. All right. All right. Uh, so I want to also open it to, to the R. Kelly thing as well. Too. Um, how, well, let me ask you: How many of you have seen? Well, first of all, I guess they released the full video. Or did they yes. play that on TV? I didn't see this, but did they release the whole full video of R. Kelly and Gail King on TV? Yes, it came on time interview last night. Well, let me say this. Clap my hands to CBS. That was a bag moment. They realized <laughs> that this is all about this is a money grab and mm-hmm. you know, everybody, <laughs> let's get these clicks up. And they played that. I assume they ran commercials through that. I assume that if if you people signed up for CBS All Access, they could pay to watch it. They got their money on this. Um, so let me give them that. First off. Now, let me ask you. who I've only seen the clips and pieces of this interview. I want to go to Big Sexy first. If R. Kelly was your client, would you have advised him to do this interview? You know, <clears throat> this is very simple. And if you look at R. Kelly, you look at Harvey Weinstein, and you look at, what's my man from the Today Show? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. 
other than race, what's the difference here? Weinstein and Lauer have shut the fuck up. They're not on you know network TV talking about these allegations. Kelly, for whatever reason, went out there and ran his mouth. Looks worse and worse each day. All someone wrote this. And I wish I had said it myself. All he's doing is tainting his jury pool. He should not be on TV. He should not be in front of a fucking camera. No, I would not let him talk. Now, now here's the thing, and I, I know better, but I, I can't. I, I, there was a point in there where I did somewhat feel bad for him because he he, he he tugged at the heartstrings a tad bit, just a tad bit, till I remember, nigga, I saw you in that video with that fourteen year old. So fuck out of here. <laughs> Like, don't try to tell me that I ain't you. Stop it. Stop it. You know, his financial situation, you know, when he said that part about people are stealing from me, and now that it's been revealed that he can't read and has never went to a bank before until very recently, that means he's not keeping an eye on his uh, on his bank, or his bag, actually. And people are ran wild on him. The fact that he doesn't have either 100,000 liquid or access to that with the amount of money he's you know generated, something's wrong here. <laughs> it costs a lot of money to keep a hair. You know what I'm saying? Again, not- something is wrong here. For someone to be worth that much money and not be able to make one call, hey, liquidate this stock. You know, or give me a T-bill dividend or something. He's not keeping an eye on his on his money, and now it's gone. It's a sad. It's a sad situation, man. It you know I can understand some people felt like sorry for him because it's a real emotional outburst. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting for my fucking life. But see, the thing is, man. You know he's white. He's what fifty two, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. our age group and he's been successful. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, you don't get away with nothing forever. And all the years of the felonious activities, banging chicks and the underage and living that lifestyle is all catching up. He's still young, man. 50, you're still young at 50. You can still live a, a whole other life. But he done burned through all of his situation. At the end of the day, the things that mean most to him, he's failed in. You know, he. I don't know if y'all caught the part where he says, I have no relationship with my children. Mm. You know, well, That's because the wife took him away, didn't she? Well, why wouldn't you? Little, I mean, just saying, but he, I mean, he's I, a man I, I, of I, I, resources. I, 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 if he wanted to have seen his had a relationship with his children, he could have had a relationship with his kids. Would he have had to pay child support and all that? Well, of course, all of us civilians do. So it wouldn't that wouldn't, but that wasn't top of mind for him. He wasn't concerned about that, obviously. And so now it's all now he sees that he's at the end. Like man, they they got me arrested. I'm at the end of my rope with this whole thing, and the things that mean most to me, I don't have. I've lost you know my kids look at me crazy I don't know my children all I know is these hoes the only people he got fighting for him are those two girls 
that are they babies themselves mm-hmm. and they families trying to get a hold of them. Those are the only ones he that's fighting for him. His kids ain't. And you his know, obviously, don't, obviously his that don't means his daughter put a thing on IG blasting. Oh yeah, I think I do remember that. Right? And obviously to him that means a lot. Cause they ain't fighting for him, and he he letting you know I don't have relationship, but I'm trying to you know all blah, 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 blah. So when you, a lot of times a man come to a certain point, you realize, man, I failed. So to me, it's sad because you, this is an example of what happens when you get way out there. You're not taking care of business. You've been living this foul lifestyle all this time. Now it's finally catching up. And there's really nothing. I mean, he's he's at the point where his finances are out of whack, right? He's the last person who, who should not have the finances. He can admit to you on TV that I ain't walked in the bank. It's the first time I walked in the bank by myself. Huh? And then you go walk in there and they tell you, you ain't really got no money like you think you do. And because you're not handling your business, they tell you, oh, it's going to take couple of days for it to switch over and in between that time you get arrested then you can't bail yourself out because you weren't handling your business you had to have some other sister who owned a daycare bail you oh, which Lord. sounds crazy in itself yes it does <laughs> but, <laughs> but had to have I, her I bail you I don't want to wish bad on a sister but I hope her daycare went out <laughs> yeah I don't know who's sending their kids to that daycare but that's another story but I'm just saying like when it all comes down to it, all the, you said, I gave y'all 30 years. Yeah, man. All for nothing. Mm-hmm. All for nothing, man. This is a sad thing. So it's unfortunate, but this is, let this be an example of what we should not do. This is, I wish Gail would have asked him, maybe she did, I didn't see the interview, but I wish she would have asked him, man, you were molested as a child. He did. Oh, she did. What did he say? He brought that up. Did he? Up. What did he answer to that? Oh, I, I, I put it in the Discord chat. I, I transcribed it. She says that you know, some I'm paraphrasing. She says, Robert, uh, you are very candid about being molested yourself, as a child. How do you think it affected you? And this fool said, it affected me at all. Mm. And she looked at him like, Robert, Robert. Well, it affected me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. He, it's, it's a sad situation. Again, you're 52 years old. You admitted that you don't know how to read or write. Did he have that or did his brother uh, well, put it I, out? I, I don't like, know. It, it, I think he did that in an interview a while ago. It's functionally illiterate. I don't know how he walked in the bank. Like, did he... I don't even understand. Like, how did he know what to ask for? Or like, did they just? Not, oh, you Robert Kelly? Okay, we know your account number. Nigga, come on. It's just there's no way a, a man at 52 should be like that. There's just no no reason. And then you know you're doing wrong, and you can't even humble yourself to re, to recognize. Just see, listen. I'm I'm, I'm a, I listen. I'm gonna be clear. I'm drinking a little bit, so I'm gonna ramble. Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but. At this point in the game, he should just admit it all and take and be a man and just admit to it. I've been doing wrong. 
Did you have underage girls? Yes. And he should be a man and take the consequences of his actions. Because all he's doing is just keep lying. All this, well, I beat my case. Or, stop, you lying, bro. You don't have any more room to stand on. The money's gone. They arrested you for child support. You had to pay that. You're not taking care of your seeds properly. You don't have no relationship. Even if you paid the money for the child support, that don't mean nothing. Them kids want a relationship with their dad. Damn the money. But you can't give them that. So it's still lost. It's still an L. It's the ultimate L. How they going to learn from their father? You're going to be in jail. You're shamed out here in the streets. How your kids going to learn from that? What's the benefit for them? The mom got to fight to get the money from you that you don't really have. Now you're going to spend the rest of it fighting these cases, saying everybody lying on you. And you got other parents' kids and your household brainwashing. Those two sisters that they had up there, them girls, them girls brainwashed. The young girl that was all angry, she's a fool, but she's a young fool. But that's somebody's daughter. She brainwashed. She, she, she sound crazy. I wish Gail would have said, why are you so, first of all, why are you so mad, sis? I'm trying she to just, help you. She, she did. She brought that. And that's when the girl started crying. Okay, I didn't see that part. I was like, why are you so mad? First of all, your tone of delivery is way out of whack. Slow, slow it down. Okay? Slow that down, first of all. Bitch, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> okay? No. <laughs> I know no it's not like that. <laughs> well, first of all, stop he just it. Said, that's funny. He just said she... He, he made everything apparent that she is a victim and you call her a bitch. Hey, listen, <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about. Stop it. Okay, don't be mad at me. Be mad at yourself. You know that nigga ain't worth shit. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking frankly. You know, it ain't, you know it ain't right. You know if you had, if for some reason, you had a child, you would not have them in some shared threesome relationships. Stop it. And he ain't got, sister, he ain't got no money. So I don't know what you fight. <laughs> right. Okay. So now, I don't know what you it, fight. For. It's unfortunate because victims like this and people that are, well, that are on the, the other side of right, basically people that are wrong, they do something called deer. They defend, mm. they explain, they excuse, and they rationalize. I love that. Wow. And that. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Do it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh-uh. It'll just start some shit, but it's just no, funny you, to me. No, no, you, go ahead. Go. Yeah. I don't it, know why you're stopping that. Go in. It sounds, it sounds funny to me that we are, we're seeing these two girls, but when it comes to other people who have possibly been through abuse, I love it. It's all Let's about, get it. let's get it. Character. It's all about their lying. It's all about this. It's well, all about. I just sure, sure. Find it Let, let's get into that. Be, well, because they're not trying to do a money grab. They didn't have one way and then said another. They're just looking to be kept. There's no money grab there. Say right. it again. Okay. They're just looking to be kept by R. Kelly. There's no money grab right. there. Is that, there? They're, they're well, young girls. There is. They're, they're young girls. They're, they're young girls. They are young girls. Kept. 
They're looking they, to be kept. They are looking to be kept. I agree. That's a money grab. That's a money grab. Right, but they're not flip-flopping their stories. They ain't, okay. they, they're defending R. Kelly. Let's say be clear. But we know they're wrong. Let's we didn't know. We didn't know. Way, we don't know if Wade Rob, Robinson was wrong before. That's I guess I'll difference. have to wait until they turn to their late 30s, early 40s. Hopefully they will one day uh, gain the courage to speak out, and then we'll see if they get treated the same way. Well, so the, hey, so the thing thank you. Does, Go ahead. Is there a video of Michael Jackson fucking a 10-year-old boy? Because there's a video of R. Kelly. Fucking yeah, you're you're absolutely boy. right, but I don't know how that has to do with when we're talking about the victims. Uh, when Michael was trying to get you that answer earlier, proof. Evidence. Pro- proof, which still got him acquitted. Because the 14-year-old girl chose not to testify. So what if that what if that 14-year-old girl comes back 20 years from now, or I don't know how, what if she comes back 10, 15 years from now and says, yeah, uh, that was me, and he is a scumbag, and he raped me, blah, blah, blah. Do we have her on record saying that it's not her? We don't have her on record at all. That's the pure, That's the point. Okay, so you're saying, what if she comes back? Right. We don't have a statement now, whereas we have testimony, which means Wade perjured himself, where he said nothing happened, and now he's coming back saying, okay, actually, I remember it did happen. There's right. What, I, what I'm saying is... I'm, these, I'm being my red. That's different. These girls are saying what Wade said, only Wade said it on in trial. They're saying it in the trial of public opinion. They're yeah, but that only makes this. sense if you believe Michael Jackson committed those crimes. If I believe he didn't, then he ain't saying the same thing. I don't, I don't, okay, all right, let's just move, okay, that's fine. I don't really understand that, but we can, we don't have we to can move on. on. All right, perfect, thank you. Yeah, we can, because that, that doesn't make any Do sense. Do I have your permission to, to move on, Macho? <laughs> what you just said doesn't make any sense to me, so yes, you have my permission. Thank you, sir, I appreciate that. Only on a black show. Oh, you should be like, to you. <laughs> You're welcome. Boy, you don't see them, do they do this on like, uh, uh, Joe Rogan, or the go guess. Well, I don't know, anyway. but you're not, you're not Joe Rogan. And, 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 right. So that would make you who? <laughs> that would make me someone on your show who just saying nobody, we can move on. So we can move on if you like. Stop it. Thank God. Woo. How old are we? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm actually the youngest here. Okay. Yeah, you are the youngest. <laughs> and, and that's very telling. Okay. Moving on, so talking about so yeah, these two young ladies, man. I mean, the whole thing is just a sad state of affairs. But this is what it uh, you know it all ends. It's going to end somewhere. And for him, it's probably you know at this point, you know, R. Kelly has become a opportunist situation. And what I mean by that is once that documentary hit. It hits the mainstream. It's like, oh, what's going on here? There might be an opportunity here for somebody to come up. Michael Affernetti or whatever his name is. I'm sure he saw this. It was like, oh, what, what is this? Okay. Let me jump in this. This might be a good come up for me. Let me go get these. Cl- Let me see if they might want to be represented. And he did his thing from Nago. Got them tapes. Because somebody been sitting on them tapes, right? Got them tapes. So, yeah, let me get in this because they got some shit on me and I need to deflect. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to. I need to win. <laughs> and these niggas ain't going to beat me. So, I'm like, this is an easy case right here. Let me jump in this one. I'm going to win this one. So, he got involved. Boom. Dropped the new tapes. 
got a couple of those people who used to work for R. Kelly to be his clients. Now, as we have seen today, it looks like the government is going after all them niggas. R. Kelly and anybody who worked for him. So it's about to get crazy. So I hope they are lawyered up with Michael Afrodetti or whatever. Because they about to they about to feel the wrath as well. It's mainstream now. It's a freedom frenzy. They ain't gonna let this be a mainstream case and they're not gonna take the person down. And R. Kelly is easily taken down. Detroit. They said, hey, we got another person says she was underage. So we're ready to arrest him over here too. And I'm sure the child support courts saw that. Oh shit, they already got him. He, <sighs> he owe how much? Got him. <laughs> Got right back arrested. Now, I heard he just paid that, so he's going to be released soon. But it ain't over. It's a feeding frenzy. Uh, Gail King, CBS, they was like, yeah. Let's get these clicks. We get an interview, and he agrees to do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 80 minutes. Not 60. <laughs> Eight. No, it, was, it wasn't no 80 minutes. She said it was 80 minutes. The thing lasted for an hour. Well, they don't release. I mean, obviously, they're going to edit down Q. You, you work in the business. You know that. Come on, Trax. She said on CBS this morning that the interview lasted like an hour and some odd minutes. I've seen them hour say they were 80 minutes. I've seen her say out of her mouth it was 80 minute interview. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah, 80 minutes could be an hour and 20 minutes, Q. There you go. It's okay. It's I'm okay. just saying what she said on CBS I, this morning. I, I know. I got to get that. Anybody remember that movie uh, with. Omar Epps in LL Cool J. Into deep. Into deep. There's a great scene in that movie. LL goes, I know. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that sound clip when I get my thing. I'm gonna play that. Cat say something. I know. But anyway, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, 80 minute interview. And of course, I love. That's why I, I I salute CBS because they was like. Well, let's play these clips. We're going to play these clips during this, the morning show. We're going to put them online on YouTube. And I was wondering, like, what are they going to do with the rest of the interview? Because that's a cash cow. <laughs> like, are they going to put that on YouTube and get the clicks? They was like, damn, man, nigga, we're going to put that on TV. <laughs> Make that a show. <laughs> when I saw that ad, I was like, oh, R. Kelly's the new OJ cash yeah, cow. They're going to get their paper. So, I mean, hey, it's an opportunity situation. And everybody's going to get paid except for R. Kelly. But hey, it is what it is. I'm not caping for him. You did the stuff. You don't have to pay for it at some point, man. You can't keep throwing it in their face. And the fact that, you know, this guy uh, seems to not have no remorse. The thing is, he has no remorse about it. So anytime a guy don't have no remorse, they're going to get you, man. Just like they doing just like they did OJ. Like, oh, you, you going to get your, your memorabilia back? You still ain't never admitted to it? Nigga, nigga, yeah, we're going to get you. <laughs> Same with R. Kelly. You ain't never admit to it, but you're going to be you gonna go to the You going to go to the McDonald's where you used to pick up the young girls? Oh, yeah? Well, if he doesn't have much money, he kind of can't blame him for me. <laughs> <laughs> he could have went to a Michelin restaurant, right? <laughs> still got we don't allow those people there. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's just such hubris that he kept doing all this and instead of just not getting the fuck out of the country, you got he had to have at least $10 million. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of it. I'm not saying lay low or something. Just lay like, low and shut up. That's it. You don't want to get on camera talking. Oh, 
How about I get the, my young girls? Who thought it was a good idea to have the girls speak for you? <laughs> I, that's what I really didn't understand. Like, so you, been, you're they, going to show that you're in a threesome wow. relationship, and that's supposed to help you? Huh? And polygamy is not really a, a thing here in the states. It's not a. It's not a. It's, it's not a. Fact. It's not a thing that they would be like. Oh, I feel sorry for you. Right. Right. No. Here's my question. Here's my question. One. Where's his publicist? Two. Where's his friends? Like you gotta have a circle of true friends, maybe day ones, that would tell you to shut the fuck up. His publicist is there in the room. Yeah, the there. Unfortunately, his mm. day ones are the one helping him do all this. this fuck shit. His wife said he can't read. <laughs> he ain't booking hotel rooms and flights. Oh. Yeah. There's but no- I can see that I can see the CBS the producers ask those two women to be a part of the interview. But he would be like, no. I think they said she said that they asked, was it a good idea for me to do it? And he was like, okay. And then R. Kelly was behind the scenes coughing when they would say, so what do you think about what is the three? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, are you okay back there? <laughs> oh, oh, it's just a happy family. We go to amusement parks and stuff. Well, what, uh, this is what Gail said on CBS this morning that she said, she would interview the two women, but she did not want, as long as they agreed that R. Kelly would not be in the room. And when the interview started, he kind of snuck in through the back of the back of the hotel suite, wherever they were, like he wasn't being seen. Right. He was but behind she, the behind the thing, coughing when they would say something crazy. She should have been like, man, can you get the fuck out of here? But again, they don't really care. I mean, she's like, this is ratings gold. Do whatever the fuck. It's just more want. rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, I want to know when she going to get the Harvey Weinstein interview though well they're not, ain't <laughs> they're not gonna get the harvey weinstein no first Harvey's of all harvey bad. weinstein he ain't that stupid and two word <laughs> they're not gonna play around with that and that's the thing we gotta realize it ain't fair it's they media <laughs> you think they're gonna hang themselves when they start doing that they're not fuck out of here. They're not doing that. And they're going to get whoever they need to get to get out there and get in front of it and go after somebody. They ain't going to. Oprah ain't going, on, going in on Weinstein. Gail ain't going on. Uh, Joy Reid or who. They ain't, they, they ain't doing none of that. The same way that they ain't going to give that home. The dude you was talking about all that time in court. But they'll throw the book at Jesse Smollett and any other black person. That, but. But they've been doing that for years. So I don't really understand the outrage. Well, Mike, it's called white. That. It's called white privilege. You, Is you Roman Polanski still free? Yeah, he's a fugitive, right? Still, yeah. ain't nothing yeah. new. Okay. And Spielberg and a number of other Hollywood people were capable of talking about he's done. He's been punished enough. Mike, you had said earlier, yes, sir, about it's, it's their media. Yes, but then Gail and Nora O'Donnell and. Um, I can't remember who else, but they all spoke out about Charlie Rose. Right. 60 Minutes. I think 60 Minutes did an interview with Charlie Rose. Oh, Charlie Rose. Yeah, because CBS, that was on CBS, right? Yes. And CBS was like, we ain't fucking up the bag. Get your asses out there and shit on this dude. But I'm just saying that goes counter to saying that they aren't willing to jeopardize talking to people in the industry. Or They're not going to do no Charlie Rose documentary. They're not going to do no Matt Lyle documentary. Those dudes will just quietly be gone. 
their their careers are done. They are sacrificed. They are right. out of here. We shift the blame onto other people. But do you think they're gonna pull Weinstein in front of the cameras? No. I wouldn't. Be, I guess I'm saying I don't necessarily believe that. I, I believe that if he was willing to talk, they would get him in front of a camera. Niggas is always willing to talk. <laughs> that might be true. Okay. <laughs> we want attention. So we even when they ain't real attention. You willing to talk all the time, right? Okay. You, I got you. Now I want to get my last one. We always willing to talk. Well, I've never raped or molested anyone. I'm not saying you. I said I'm talking about talking. I'm talking about rape. I'm talking about attention getting. I'm just saying most niggas is always willing to talk. <laughs> And they're going to let you talk, of course. You know, some of us do be like, if we were at a crime scene, some of us, would you like to say something? Nah, I'm cool. I I ain't trying to be all up. I I say something. (laughs) And they let the cameras roll. That would be the footage they want to use. They want that. And this is no different. R. Kelly's interview was the same thing of that. (gasps) All... Again, if he had common sense, even if he you if you was going to talk, you wouldn't get all emotional. Like, why are you so emotional? And the camera, again, listen to what he said. He was, and the camera's on. Y'all, do you love me? He was on his, do you love me? And crying. <laughs> no, let the tears go. Y'all trying to kill me out here. Use your common sense. He he's hamming it up. He's bucking his eyes. He was bucking his eyes <laughs> and playing for the cameras. He literally says, "The camera on me. Do you love me?" So a lot of us are cooning and shucking and jive. That's all he was doing. Cause no rational black person or person in general would be. First of all, if you said you were gonna do the interview, ain't no damn well hell you'd be acting like that on the interview. So he was shucking and jiving. That's all it really was. And they let you, they're going to let him do that. Of course they're going to let him do that. They'll get a sister to do it. <laughs> get the black woman to interview him. He look more better. Optics look better. Look like we ain't, you know, hanging him. He want to be here. And we're going to make a TV show out of <laughs> How many other interviews they make TV shows out of? Well, the Oprah Michael Jackson one. That was a TV show unto itself. I'm talking about when they interview people for news stories. Do they preempt their regular primetime showing and actually make it an hour-long show? How many times they do that? I'm sure they've seen that before. Name one. Well, I did say the Oprah Michael Jackson one. Name one. They did it. They did it again with uh, Diane. Was it Diane Sawyer and Michael Jackson when he married Lisa Marie Presley? I'm talking about a news story. Whereas on the, it's on the. There's a is US the, CBS Morning is it? Is that a morning show? CBS This Morning is a morning news show, yes. Okay. How many of the interviews that they've done on there do they turn into a TV, primetime TV show? Well, they did it. I think they did it with Charlie Rose. I mentioned that. They turned that, they made it a primetime TV show? If I'm not mistaken, 60 Minutes did it, which is owned by CBS. So, again, let me be clear, Q. Okay. How many CBS morning show interviews, right? Do they turn into primetime TV shows? And I'm telling you, I I can't name any, but I'm certain I've seen them. Okay, so you have no receipts? Is that clear? I can get them for you. Okay, but you have no one right now. Is that clear? 
No, because I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> right, but the <laughs> answer the answer is question. you don't have them right now. Regardless I don't have of them the right reasons. now because I didn't know you want to ask Thank the question. So go get your receipts. Then you'll be able to come back and answer me into the affirmative. But until that, the answer is you don't know. Anybody else? No, I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I don't either. So they don't normally do that. Right? If you say so. <laughs> well, again, do you have receipts to say otherwise? My memory doesn't, but I know what's happened. So if you say so. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm, I'm right and I say so. <laughs> no, that, that is correct. Right. I, I understand we always got to have the, the attention. You keep talking, but again, just keep having that. Have that same energy when you have the receipts. No, it just, it just and I'm gonna turn the, I'll turn the mic over to you. When you have the receipts, I'm going to turn the mic over to you and shut up. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, okay. All I'm suggesting and you, is And that. you still got to keep talking, but go ahead. No, that's all right. Go, no, no. After you say it like that, move on. <laughs> Whose show is this? No, no. You, Who you, raised you? You, you, <laughs> you just shut me down. You know. I'm not trying to shut you down. I'm just. No, go ahead. Like I'd rather I you said, just you, speak you with facts it. as opposed you got to. Got it. Then why you keep talking? I'm right. telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you are I'm right. Probably... Keep on. Keep going. Okay. Can I have the floor? Thank you. <sighs> this is a moment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, other people in the room. Anyone have any other comments on this? R. Kelly situation, CBS, the interviews, all of this. Let's get into it. My opinion is this. <clears throat> anyone, anyone who has ducked a conviction, don't go back and get caught again. O.J. Simpson, I'm looking right at you. You know, Judge Jeannie Pirro got a TV show off of throwing a book at your ass in Vegas. Kelly, you're about to get the same thing. You beat it once. You will not get away again. Stupid. Yeah. Playing with fire. Playing with fire. Um, I also want to open this up. Are there other topics that I'm forgetting about that we anybody wanted to bring up? Any follow-ups on previous things? Ah, not at the top of the head. Nope. Okay. All right. Any other? Uh, we we had a we had a conversation. Well, there was a conversation and slash somewhat debate uh, online or on our chat room about sagging and rap snacks and <laughs> 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 trying to see if there's any other thing that uh, want to make into some real content. Oh, one of the things I did want to—I uh, mean, I don't know how far we can go—is that black conservatives debate. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that yeah, was actually so really good. Yeah, uh, the one that the line. Uh, this is going to be my new favorite line to put out there. He said, "The wokies give the white liberals of the left the space to tell a black person how to be black." And I was like, "Oh my God, yes, yes, wow, yes." The first person I think of is Bill Maher's bitch ass when he was talking about Wayne Brady and talking about Obama. I'm like, yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> I was trying to give space. Cute. Did you see it? Did I see what he? I saw what he posted about Bill Maher. Yeah, I saw that. No, 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 no. Did you see the um, conservatives versus the liberals? Uh, discussion no 
All right. All right. It was quite enlightening. Well, it, it well, 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 enlighten me. Well, what were some of the major points made? Oh, geez. The major focus really, though, on the first one I saw just happened to be, coincidentally enough, between two gay guys, one mm. conservative and one liberal. And they both brought things to the table, and the gay, the conservative gay cat said, in response to something the other liberal gay dude said, he said, "Look, man, I am not LGBT." You just, you, you just call him dude, man. <laughs> so I'm not LGBT. I'm not queer. I'm a gay man. That's it. I'm like, wow. Uh, there was a young woman in the front <clears> row <throat> who. Uh, was all about her business. Now, I must admit, she caught me off guard. But she's like, look, I'm with Trump because he's about businesses. I built my business from nothing. You know, I came from nothing. I built my own thing. I'm like, damn, girl, go ahead. She was kind she, of, she was getting on my nerves a little bit. She yes. was on my nerves. Yes. But, but, <laughs> she's incorrect as well. She's incorrect. was correct, though. She's incorrect. He didn't build his businesses from nothing. He got an inheritance from his daddy. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I said she. Right. She built hers from nothing. I'm talking thought, about it. Right. Okay, I, wait a minute. I, I thought, well, I guess. She likes I, him because of the tax situations. But I guess both I, sides, from what I saw, and on the second one, the same guy who hosted it, who did a great job, went to <coughs> a school in Colorado where a young lady it was a junior college, a young lady was getting bullied for in a pro-Trump t-shirt and he went to the black student union and he's all would you guys welcome a conservative the guy's like no and the other guy's like, you gotta defend why you have to do it or why you choose to be you know be a conservative and he brought him in and you know, they talked it out from what I and now again this is a very 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 small sample but all I saw was a lot of the liberal people just on the attack judging I'm like, dude, let people just do what they want to do. Uh, going back to the first uh, episode, now I remember someone said something about, you know, you're, a, you know, I was, I was called a traitor and a sellout because I vote conservative. I'm like, wow. The key that I got from it was the conservative ones were like, look, we're not part of the whole monolithic mindset. We are individuals. We have our own mind, and since our mind does not go with your company line, we get ostracized. That's what I came away with it. Aunt, Mike? Yeah, I have no problem with the people being conservative. I don't even have a problem with being Republican. But for them to be speaking so highly of Trump, I'm just looking at that like, are you, are you, are you serious? Are you, are you really saying that? That that's where they just lost me. I can't think of her name. Uh, was it Biba, Big Baba, whatever her name was? I can't think. <laughs> she was a hood as hell. I just, oh, I was yeah. hoping, mm-hmm. I was hoping the homegirl sitting to the left would just go ahead and smack her. Yes, I can get that ratchet, whatever. But um, the interesting, like the dude Rod Smith, I was so impressed. He was on point. He was able to shut down pretty much every argument and bring up uh, new topics to to really have me thinking about, yeah, you know what, he has a point. I still don't like the fact that she's supporting Trump, but damn, you're on point with your stuff. Yeah, I mean... It, Is this it the was, Vice thing you're talking about? Yes. Is this, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in like a... All right. Yeah. <clears throat> it, was, it was an interesting debate. I... 
I I don't know. I sometimes look at these things now because I guess I'm getting, getting being becoming the older guy. I look at some of the things, the young people talking, or I don't know if they're single or whatever situation. I both the both sides had some good points. Some of them seem more selfish type of reasons, but I, I'm again I agree. I don't agree with just like saying somebody's a sellout or you know painting them one way or the other because they choose to align themselves with certain things. I just question how you can like in totality support some of Trump's stuff, but you know, it's your choice as an American to do that. But I don't know. It it was a good debate. I'll give him that. Um, I'm old school. So the brother with the suit on the top corner, he threw me off for a second. I ain't gonna lie. Is he the one? Is he wearing a pink shirt? Yeah, I can't remember. That's uh, him. Yeah, top right. left. I just want to make sure I'm watching the right thing. You know, and then again, he he threw. He, at first, I was like, "Oh, this is you know, this brother. He's probably about his business," and which he still was. But then, you know, I, and again, these are the these are issues that I have to work out sometimes. Like the brother in the top corner on the other side, I was like, "Okay, my man, he on that moist." style he's a little more <laughs> effeminate with it i was like oh, whatever okay but he was well breaking- irregardless he was on point no i'm saying he was breaking down points uh, i i'm saying i have to work through some of my own dysfunction and problem when i when i hear certain things and i'll be wanting to like dismiss stuff like i ah, not from the same cloth but that's not the right way to do it so when my man with the suit sport coat he started yeah i'm come out the closet but i was like, ah my nigga <laughs> I was like, all right. He was also a veteran. That's what I'm saying. He was on, you know, he was saying, these are my issues. You know. So I was the like, guy on okay. the bottom left looks like he's the guy that was talking he's delivered. Hysterical. <laughs> and like, look, like he put up, like he, he, he packed on a few. Well, he looked like he'll beat that. He'll whoop that ass too, though. Mess around with them cats. <laughs> but how funny was he didn't even vote? That's right. The top guy, he didn't vote. He said, no, I didn't. I sat it out. Well, I was like, I, I, I can respect that. I know some of them Democrats, boy, how can you not have yes. voted? Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I was messing with you. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I have learned. I, I I'll, I'll say this on your show: If the FBI calls, you send them to my house. Oh boy! I, de- I detest Trump. Okay? okay, I think he's a traitor. I think he's really? a liar. Yes, I think really. we knew that, but all right. Uh, but having said that, I think I have grown significantly because I, as I have gone into a certain environment where there are a lot of Trump supporters, and oh. I've either had to accept that and keep, you know, understand that they have their own opinions and I completely don't understand, particularly black people. Black people that support Trump, I don't understand at all. I, but the white I, ones I, you I, give a pass to? I don't understand why, <laughs> I don't understand, I said black people in particular, I don't understand why they support Trump. Mm-hmm. So let's just stop with the, I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke or not, but anyway. No, I'm just asking uh, you a question. You made a point I, to I say black people don't what I understand. Said. I was very clear with what I said. I, I was said, clear as well, sir. I said black people <laughs> in particular, I don't understand why they support Trump. Right. That, so that would be, but you 
you do understand why white people do it. I understand white people have a certain agenda that black people, I think most black people should not have or don't have. Okay. That's why I feel that way. I, no, no argument there. But I'm saying that there are black people. I have learned that black, there are a lot of black people that support Trump and I don't understand it at all it, inside. It makes my skin crawl and I want to shake him and smack him and understand Damn. why is that? Wow. But, but I, um, I count among, I wouldn't say he's a friend, but because I am in this certain environment, it is a uh, environment, a gun culture now. Uh, yeah. I have learned to, uh, what's the word, temper my tendency to slap them. Want to debate them because I know it's not going to end well. <laughs> it's not going to end well. Because what I find is that even though someone mentioned the liberals are screaming about, or the Democrats are screaming about, why didn't you vote? I found that. Uh, it's conservatives, particularly black conservatives, in my experience, that you can't reason with them. <laughs> you cannot. It don't matter how calmly you try to speak to them. And I don't know if that's the case here. <laughs> no matter how calm. <laughs> that's funny coming from you, Q. <laughs> I will say. I don't I'm glad know, I don't I, even want to I don't recall yelling. Or screaming at people about their opinion. I'm, I recall debating, but I've been with some black people that they have said things that were really out of pocket. Well, now, really? if I've, I don't, I don't think I've said anything out of pocket to any of you <laughs> on the show. Oh. Is it on the show? <laughs> Kid was funny as hell. We be a comedy boy. But I tell you what, I tell you what. Since we brought that up, there's nothing I said that I didn't. I give back the energy that I get. Okay, I'll admit Somebody that. Else's fault. So if, you, if you coming out, if you come file with me. <laughs> I'm some responsibility. No, right. Well, no. I think the person who starts the foulness needs to take responsibility too. Okay. That's just me. But it ain't you. That's what you're saying. Sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes oh, okay. it is. Okay. Sometimes noted. it is. But Duly noted. That's the that cue hasn't been around for a long time. Mm. Oh. Okay. Okay. First show. All right, man. Well, hey, man. <clears throat> uh, one other thing was uh, Bernie Sanders uh, got called out on the Breakfast Club about reparations. And yeah, that answer was kind of kind of bullshit. I thought we talked about that. Oh, he went on the Breakfast Club on Monday. Oh, I didn't. I haven't heard about this. Was a little, yeah. You, oh, I, I mean, thought we had already talked video. about that. Maybe we didn't. Oh, well, we I mean, talked about reparations. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, Bernie, man. Do you bring something new to the table? I don't. I don't. What was he? What did he call, called out about? Oh, I forget. Of course, oh, of course not. He didn't bring anything new to the table. He danced no. around why it, he believes in infrastructure as opposed to uh, a check. Right, 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 right. I don't know why he would dance around. He should have just answered it straight out. Well, he wants a black vote. This ain't going to answer it straight out. <laughs> right. I'm sure, uh, what's her name? Klobuchar. She wants the black vote too, but she's like, some things we can't do. And I respect that. <laughs> I haven't heard of her. Who is this? Uh, the Minnesota, she's a senator from Minnesota. She. Okay. It was her and Al Franken. He got got the boot. So now she's a, she's a senator. What happened to him? I mean, just He was just done after that whole sexual thing or what? I don't know. Man, he was the man for a minute. 
Capitalize mm. to yourself. Well, here's one thing we uh, can chat about. Uh, over here in Sacramento last week, we had a lot of movements on the whole Stefan Clark shooting case. Oh, yeah. Do you love me? You know, uh, a week ago, the DA had a live press conference on why she declined to file charges against the two cops. And I, <clears throat> I will give the DA this. She laid it all out. <clears throat> all of it. So you can call her a lot of things, but you cannot say she was not completely transparent. Now, having said that, a few things came out about, uh, you know, Mr. Clark that were, shall we say, a bit unsavory. <laughs> More and, stuff unsavory came out? Oh, yes. And the one thing that really stood out to me the most, though, was the night in question, and I didn't know this, but on the night in question, in addition to breaking out car windows, Mr. Clark also threw a cinder block through the back patio door of an 89-year-old man right before I encountered the cops. Now, see, that's a problem. That's attempted burglary. That kind of changes the dynamic. Did they kill him? Breaking car windows attempted burglary, too? If a car is being used as a residence, it's a burglary. If it's not, it could. If you're planning to steal the car, it's a larceny. If you're, if someone's living in the car, it's a burglary. Well, what? What? So it's not a burglary if you. I'm not debating you, but if you break a car window, why couldn't you make the argument you were trying to either steal the car, or steal something out of the car? Isn't that not burglary? It can be malicious mischief. Ste- you're stealing something out of the. No, 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 no. Breaking car windows. Alone can be malicious mischief. I but know breaking this. A, Trust breaking, me. <laughs> okay, but breaking a house window—that's that's burglary. Breaking a house door. Burglary is the trespassory breaking and entering. He did not enter. He broke that door with that cinder block back door. Now, after that, the cops, you know, encountered him. There was some, and the cop. Uh, body camera shows us there was like a flash behind him and the cops like down he stepped forward and they did what they did now that's that's stone that's etching stone the guy is no longer with this blah 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 they didn't charge and then a lot of the protesters you know of course went nuts and a lot of attorneys including myself were asked to come down and talk to a lot of the protesters to explain to them from a legal standpoint without taking sides what was said. And I did that and a couple days later there was another protest where people got arrested. A couple days later the show was at the city council again and I watched this one because I was waiting to see the brother come out and dance again no, he didn't. Everyone else did, though. Now, I am not a city councilman. I am not a mayor. And it's no secret that I plan to, you know, be a, be a judge at some point. But if I'm on the city council, you treat that like you treat the courtroom. You don't come in there and show out, man. I don't care who you are or what your problem is. And these people just ran in there and ran over this mayor. He let them go buck wild. Until somebody stood on the table, acted a fool, and he's all, take it off the air. They came back on the air, same thing. 
these people are just come, calling the mayor all kinds of names. Fuck you and fuck this and well, this, fuck that. Recently, this, this, was, brother. this was Monday. Wow. So they didn't um, learn that from the brother. They didn't learn shit. And I'm just <laughs> watching and I'm hearing all this. I'm thinking, if you have a point to make, this isn't making it. This is not making it. And I'm just watching all this chaos. And one of the people, uh, a potential past, well, I guess a past client of mine, called me the other day and said, yeah, Mark, I got arrested with those 84 people. I'm like, okay, you, you do that too. And now they're making plans to occupy the police station sometime next week. See, this is bullshit. This is, I, I can't listen anymore to this bullshit. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, uh, occupy the fucking police station. Yeah. Listen, what, what is so hard about this? If the police tell you to stop, stop, and you don't get shot, is it, is there an equation that I'm missing here? I just, I'm, I'm so sick of, I'm sick of our people acting like we are immune. I, okay, you, you can sit up here and say, well, they didn't do that to the white guy. Did when have white races ever treated us like white people? Hmm? Black folks always say, well, how come white guys get taken into to jail? They don't get shot. They don't not you know they the, the white the white perpetrator gets put into the car nicely. They don't get shot like black people are getting shot. You're right. So if you know that, why would you expect police that we a lot of us say are racist? Why don't we understand it's not going to happen for us? That's it doesn't a, happen that I way. I agree. That's what I was saying about the the court thing you was complaining about the other day. So why? The guy had a <laughs> cell phone. The guy, had, the guy had a cell phone in his hand. He wasn't. He he was vandalizing stuff. He moved forward when the police said stop. I'm not mad at those police. What are we protesting about? Why don't we go protest over something that deserves our protest? Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, uh, Freddie Gray. But if you if you fucking up in front of if you don't listen to the police, you're gonna get shot. I don't know why I'm going off right now. I'm just sick of hearing True. these stories over and over again. Also, the family in Eastern District Court in California, the federal court here, has instituted a $20 million wrongful death suit against the city of Sacramento. Now, I have... That's over this guy, Safan? Yeah. I have looked at the complaint, and the complaint says that Mr. Clark financially supported his mother, Sequette. I didn't name her. Uh, Stop. Stop. (laughs) That's not nice. S-E apostrophe Q-U-E-T-T. There you go. He he financially supports his brother, and he's got the kids that, you know, we know about. And the first question that I have is, to the suit is if it gets past discovery which I don't think it will but if it gets past discovery the city's going to bring in someone to create an actuarial table on this guy's actual life earnings expectancy it ain't 20 million it ain't 20,000 you know so I don't know about that one Mm -hmm. but it's definitely chaos in fact the last thing 
Uh, among the 84 protests, uh, I think it was Sunday night, Sunday or Monday, Monday, what happened was a lot of the protesters said, okay, we're going to go to an area called the Sagalus 40s. Now, Sacramento, that's a pretty affluent area. It's not, it's not, it's not all that, but it's you know pretty affluent. And someone asked right them why. Hmm? What? I think Mike said he's going to be right back. Okay. Yeah, Mike stepped away. And someone asked them why they went there, and you know their leaders said because that's where the people who make the shots or make the you know who call the shots are. Now, for me, I don't live in the fabulous forties. No desire to. It's not houses are too close to, too close together for my taste. But I know if I come home and I see a bunch of people you know protesting on my street, I'm have a problem. Sorry. Now I'm not a protester. Don't play one on TV. But I don't think if you're protesting the cops, you go to the police station. Or you go to the DA, you go to City Hall. You don't take it to people's residence. That's not cool. Yeah, I'm looking at images of Fabulous 40s. It looks like Beverly Hills to me. Nah, <laughs> this, is more than just, this is more than just middle class, what I'm seeing here. Eh, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. What I'm seeing is that if black people go up in here, they're about to get taken down. That's what I see. And it's just two houses are too close together for me. And this is the same brother. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. The same guy that sisters were caping for, right? I can't believe mm-hmm. I just used that word. Until they found out about his girlfriend? Yep. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> What's so funny, niggas? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to check out for a second there. All That's right. the latest on the police blotter up in these parts. But to go back to the Michael Jackson thing, I will say this. <clears throat> and I want to be very careful how I word this. Here we go. Okay. I was uh, privy to a conversation very, very recently where I believe his name was Don Snedden, the DA who pr- prosecuted Mike. Correct. He showed all the evidence that he had that was excluded by the judge to a group of, you know, county DAs. And from what I understand, that evidence was pretty compelling. I didn't see it. but I was, I was trying to get to that, but I... You know, I understand it's pretty compelling. I mean, if you know more about it, please share, because I, I... No, no, I, I, I mean... I read those books. I didn't mean to cut you off. I read those books years ago. Uh, like I said in my review, Tara Borelli, whom you were familiar with, I believe. Yeah, it was book. He updated the Magic and the Madness book, and it was the Magic, the Madness, and something. I can't remember. He gave it a new title. And he did say, it starts off with the raid on Neverland, and they found all kinds of stuff. And people are saying, well, the FBI investigated for year, 10 years, didn't find anything. And I, I, I remember reading that, but I didn't have any receipts, so I didn't bring it up. But the thing is, I'm saying, how do you investigate relationships between men and boys? I mean, I, I, what is it to investigate? What are you looking for? You're not going to catch them in the act. So, But yeah, like you said, there was evidence that was not seen by the jury that the FBI collected. 
All right. All right. Uh, anything else you want to get into? Damn, the host sound like you bored as fuck. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's <laughs> 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 talking about hearsay and things we ain't see. Well, I can't read comment on it. We didn't see, so it is. I heard what you said. Keep it moving. Billions returns on Showtime next week. Oh, really? I'm still on like season yes. two, although, but that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. this might be a quick conversation. Why is nobody talking about the Punisher season two? I didn't even know that joint came out. Okay, I'm like three or four. I've seen three or four episodes. That's about it. I ain't seen any of them. <laughs> Me either. Same boat as you, Mark. Mike, it's seen only it for three or four episodes. Yeah, man. I just and you know it's cool, but you just didn't keep my attention. I may when come a Negro back to says, it. It's cool, you know it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, it seemed about as good as that. I don't know. It's just <laughs> like what she the like. Marvel she TV cool. shows. Eh, it's all right. It's just so many other. Again, I'd rather watch Billions. So the limited time that I do have, I, I watched Billions. Yeah. Okay, I'll throw another topic out there. Uh, I can't remember why, but Afro Nerd and his they're talking about Blade again, right? I don't know if there's some sort of Blade announcement that came out. But uh, they were talking about who would you get if it's not Wesley, they don't want to see it. And I'm like, okay, what about the guy who played Bushmaster in season two of Luke Cage? I think he'd be a perfect blade. He knows martial arts. I don't remember. He's got the look. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't watch season two, you. so I didn't have to catch it. Q, What's the that? fact that you had to refer to him as the guy who played Bushmaster in season two or whatever, you said. Is he a known actor? Well, he's known on uh, Netflix as the guy who played Bushmaster. Hmm. <laughs> but you know, you, you know, you know that uh, the pool for black actors is a lot shallower than other people. So if he has the, if he has the, um, I mean, most people I know have loved season two of Luke Cage. So if you put him in that role, they'll say, "Oh, I remember that guy." Yeah, he was dope on Luke Cage, too. And that's all you need. So I, I'm just kind of looking up what you're saying about Blade. It looks There's the rumor that they're going to do an R-rated Blade movie, which the other ones were R-rated, but that they may be bringing Wesley Snipes back for that. Uh, I think the rumor is, and they, they mentioned this years ago, that it would actually just introduce his daughter or something like that. He was sort of passing it on to her. Blade has a daughter? Well, they would introduce that into the movie. So I think it would be a female that would actually be, you know, where the franchise is going and he would be her father. He would play Blade, but it would be more about her. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at that. Lastly, if you guys are watching, Wesley. If you guys are watching Black Lightning, I can see that working if you get a character or an act not a character, an actress like the woman who plays um I can't think of the act, the character's name, but she is. Are you guys watching Black Lightning? Anybody? I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I. Wow. Well, that actor that you're referring to, Q, is uh, Mustafa Shakir. Yes, and, yeah. That yeah. Out is. of his, out of the list of movies that he's been in, the only one, shamefully, that comes to mind that I recognize is Marcy X, and that's because <laughs> Damon Wayans was in that film. Well, look, look. Who knew? Who knew who um, Coulter was prior to um, he was in that uh, video game based um, uh, TV show? Do I have that right? 
Co- uh, the guy who played Luke Cage, was he well known before he got that role? Oh, yeah, not really. He was in a video game. What Halo. Was Call of- Halo. Halo, yeah. That's right, he was. There was a show based on Halo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So, I mean, he sucked in. I, mean, I don't want to say he sucked, but I don't think he, he was very good. Late? I don't think he was very good as a Luke Cage person. I could yeah, he see was in The Good Wife and a few other shows. Yeah, a few other well known shows. I'm not mad at you for. I, I said he was very stiff. I don't didn't think he was that great of an actor, but I thought that Blade, Blade, Bushmaster dude was Mustafa's his name. I thought he was mm-hmm. off the hook. I don't know what they say now. Off the off the chain, yeah, whatever. There you go. <laughs> he was a good act. He was a good actor. Thank you. He put forth a great performance. <laughs> he was bananas. He was ill. He was sick. He was lit. Blade. Oh Lord, stop! <laughs> Old guy alert. Oh, watch out now. <laughs> now, I respect that. <laughs> That's timeless. Actually, um, there is one more thing. I don't. I think we're all aware of this to an extent. Um, in the news, music news, De La Soul, right, is having major problems with Tommy Boy Records, and in particular, Tommy, whatever the fuck, himself. You know, <clears throat> the problem stems from. There are a lot of uncredited samples on their first several albums, which which is why these albums are not available digitally or streaming, <clears throat> because a lot of these samples weren't cleared. Now, I don't know how this is working out, because I'm still looking into it, but I'm seeing that all the royalties of post-product uh, from those albums, Tommy Boy is getting 90%, and the band is getting 10 Sounds like the band doesn't own their publishing. I don't know. I don't know. But I know this is becoming a problem. They were just on the Breakfast Club the other day talking about it. This is, again, cautionary tale. All of you young musicians, I'm looking at all you cats. Be on top of your business. Get those clearances. Yeah, yeah. I did see something about that. I mean... Yeah, their first album particularly, there was a lot of samples that they just, at the end of the day, were not cleared. So, you know, that's what happens. Man. And that's, why, that's why they're making so little of a percentage because of that? Yeah, because I, well, I guess because they probably had big budgets, somewhat big budgets for the albums, and then they never recouped on those. And that's another thing they okay. said the other day, too. The budgets they had were not large at all. But that's what I'm saying. Are you saying that um, they're only making 10% because they uh, most of the money has to go those samples that they were not cleared? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it's a two-part thing. There's a, there's a clearance issue, on, which is preventing the, the release of a lot of stuff, but the stuff that is being released, they're only getting 10%. Okay. And that is not cool. Right, because you can't stream a song with an uncleared uh, sample. No. At all. Uh, Mark, you you might be able to answer this, and you can sell us once and for all. Is it is there a time limit rule for a sample where you don't have to pay? I say no. 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 Okay. Everyone's telling me you can sample for because I have clients coming to me saying, "Oh, if you only take five seconds, five no. seconds, it's okay." I'm like, "Where are you get no. that from?" <laughs> no. Niganese. <laughs> and the thing is, De La Soul <laughs> was the first band, popular band that got sued behind an uncleared sample. They had a song, an obscure song, by the Turtles, which they didn't, you know, clear. Turtles sued them, so they should know. 
They should know better than this. Well, and the Turtles got paid off that album, too. Or off that suit. I don't know if they were before Biz Marquee or not, but... Did Biz get hit, too? Biz got hit, too. Remember his yes. big song, Just a Friend. What yeah, was the uh, song? Uh, was... Gilbert Sullivan. Gilbert O'Sullivan, actually. Alone Again oh, Naturally. The Broadway guy? The guy wrote Alone Again Naturally, which was a hit. Oh, God. Biz okay. used it, didn't clear it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those older albums on those sort of smaller indie labels sort of fall into that type of thing. They didn't realize they were going to be big hits. And then you, you know, jump 25, 30 years later when they're streaming. And, of course, everyone's eyeballs or ears are listening for stuff like that. There's a lot. And you never cleared those. Yeah, there's going to be problems. I I blame Tommy Boy, but I blame, you know, just as much as I would blame De La Soul. I mean, you know. You got to make sure that that shit is covered. And they probably took just a, a, a fucked up deal to begin with, which was the average deal at the time. <laughs> not again, not thinking that what they were going to do was a groundbreaking album. And sometimes we sell ourselves short by not thinking that we should go into these deals with. Exactly. You know, thinking, hey, our shit might be great, you know. That's, so, you know, but at the same point, um, I guess they did put some pressure on Tommy Boy because they were about to release these albums. Uh, special editions or something like that, and they've halted those plans. Mm-hmm. Apparently, to try and come back to the table, De La Soul still put them on blast again, talking about <laughs> even about that. But you know, I did see that Jay Z uh, stopped t- title is not going to be streaming those albums until they get their money right. So again, he also true. that's on cold, so that was cool. But doesn't that doesn't that hurt them more? How's it hurt them? If, you know, they were they were getting it, paid anyway. Well, they're okay. I'm not. I'm not talking from any necessarily experience or anything, but I'm just looking at it. I'm getting ten percent. I'm eating off of that at least. Now you're not going to stream that, no, no. and I they, they were in, they were in support of that. They're they're not they're not mad at that. Huh? They was they no. they want they would wish that the other streaming services would do that because it would force Tommy Boy to come back to the table. Then, yeah. and also you mentioned that you know a lot of these deals are terrible, which they are. But again, my research and you know my education in this field, a lot of rap rappers. I'm looking at a Master P, uh, Hammer to an extent, Too Short. They like you know what? We'll do it ourselves. Sell it out the out the trunk, whatever. No matter how they did it, they were moving units, and they moved enough units to got to get people's attention to get a joint venture deal, which was a lot better for these guys, a lot better. So don't be afraid to say no. You know, there will always come another opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's a different game now. Most, oh, now people are... Most cats ain't people should be to, up on it. Ain't doing no deals at all. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's kind of funny. I remember years, oh, early 90s when I was deep into trying to get a record deal. And I written I written a song that used a sample from Hot Sex on a Platter. And I remember I let my I'm gonna call him my mentor. <clears throat> he he gave me some of the worst advice ever. <laughs> I let him hear the song. He liked the song. And um I said, Well, it has a sample in there. Uh am I allowed to use how do I go about it? 
And he gave me some advice, but the last thing he said was, don't even worry about it. What you want, you want to draw attention to your song anyway, so let them come after you. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it depends. Well, it could go both ways. You know, the, the most um, blatant example of not clearing a sample is Puffy when he didn't clear the Sting sample or the police sample for every breath you take. And as soon as Sting got his money, he was on stage performing it with him, wasn't he? And Sting got a check. Ooh. And they call him, yeah, I'll do the song for you. I'll perform with you now. Because the way I, I'm told now, I can't you know vouch for the accuracy. Sting heard it, and he's like, did we get a clearance on that? Nope. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. Let the sales rack up. And then the song went to number one, sold a billion copies. Oh, by the way, Puff. Puff old boy. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> you got to do the accent. Puff old boy. Hey, Puff, Puff old boy. To talk, yeah. But you know, that song if you, you look go, at man. it in the long run, that was the the song that shot Puffy through the tra- at, at, you know, uh-huh. stratosphere, right? So, I mean, you know, a billion uh-huh. dollars later, that little whatever that song generates ain't got nothing to do. I mean, it's penny chump change to what he makes nowadays, right? It, it got him to where he needed to be. It was and a win ironically, for both of them. Oh, well, definitely a win-win. Just like uh, Hammer and Rick James. That was a win for both of them because Rick got paid mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Sure I was just going to say, ironically, today is uh, Biggie's birthday. Biggie Smalls. Oh, nice. It is? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Shared, shared birthday with Big, huh? Oh, he shared one with me. Oh, there you go. That's all right. <laughs> both of you Big. This is true. <laughs> Pause. All I right. <laughs> Re- let me retract that. Today was his, uh, well, his birth into the afterlife. It was today. All right. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. All righty. Well, my strawberry to buzz is coming down. <laughs> So we're going Four Loco this time? Can I make that joke without being called Man, uh, Four uh, Loco? Call when was the last time Four Loco was actually being sold in the stores? Like seven years ago. You got to update your jokes, man. Well, you're the one saying I'm on my Four Loco. Yeah, seven Wait, years Loco ago. Taking off the shelves? Well, no, seven years ago. It was quite a while ago, <laughs> sir. But I, it may have been a while, quite a while, but you tell the joke. No, no you me. tell the joke. I just tell oh, the joke because okay. you right. get ahead of you, but it's okay. It's okay. okay. Like you I said, all. I know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, I hope you have enjoyed this petty. <laughs> my man Thorsey, you humans are so petty. It's very petty episode. What accent was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I made was that. Badass Guardian. <laughs> okay. That was Captain Marvelish. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Michael Dean Show. And before we get out of here, Q Storm, where can they find you? Well, you can see my reviews of Leaving Neverland and Captain Marvel on real, R-E-E-L, QStorm.com. And Big Sexy, I have a review I think you'll be interested in. I did go to see Fighting With My Family. And that film, as much as I don't like wrestling, watching that it got me almost like, oh, maybe I should check out some wrestling. But I won't. But anyway, that will be... 
<laughs> That'll be put up uh, by tomorrow. You can check that out. Also, I'm a big Star Trek fan. You can check me out on just Google Red Shirts, a Star Trek podcast, which Big Sexy is uh, a member as well. I just put up the Dominion War. We talk about, uh, I put up the Dominion War. You don't know what I'm talking about. I put up uh, a review of Deep Space Nine, the series review. Part one is up now on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search on the Red Shirts, the Star Trek podcast. Part two will be put up next week. Go, so go check that out. All right. Mr. Quentin, sir, where can I find you? Oh, you guys can find me on Facebook under Quentin Jones and Instagram under Q.J. That's Q-D-O-T-J. All right. Big Sexy Inside Birthday Man. Where can I find you? Well, tonight I'll be found at a Michelin Star restaurant. <laughs> but online they can be found over at Facebook under Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2. And number 2, that is. And Twitter, WSE Mark. All right. And you can find us at podcastjuice.net of course you can also find us on twitter at podcastjuice uh, you can find me at mdean and also on instagram i believe is podcastjuice and i want to shout out a few people a uh, shout out to our actually she's a part of our team but shout out to chloe out there in uh england holding it down in london uh, shout out to my guy, um, Keith. God, I'm just tripping all of his names. Keith and Devin and uh, my guy, Dallas. Shout out to Dallas. I'm going to meet Dallas for the first time next week. He is actually coming to Emerald City Comic Con. He's gonna have is that a, next week? Yeah, he's going to have a booth. Oh, cool. Uh, he's going to have his first booth at Emerald City Comic Con. He's bringing his comic. Uh, so him and his oh, that's nice. That's what's up. Yeah, so that's cool. And the, uh, I'm definitely going to kick it with him and check it out and, and do the festivities. Uh, shout out to Troy Gua. He's going to be there with us as well. So we're looking to have a good time. And uh, we want to support Dallas and, and all of his endeavors. <clears throat> and with that said, work it like a job. We will see you next time. Peace.